This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash laser and get a free audiobook on us. I need an operation fast, and you're the best I know at this kind of unorthodox work. Let me guess. You want to beat up Hunter, but you can't punch a girl, so you want me to make a sniff, sniff, meow, cat fries. Now, I uh, want you to remove something a little higher up. One major change your mind. Huh? I put in a lot of doors this year. Ever since the Iron Man, everybody wants to do robot hard. How's that energy, straight Michael Green? Straight in, like straight this. in, baby. No it's warm up here. Electric. We're going to do an Electric Man uh, episode of Laser Time. That was a terrible tease. The most electrifying man in podcast energy. Yeah, but think of a, yeah. We are going to, what just happened in theaters? What did we just all uh, have our mind um, by? Stoker. Uh, well, when <laughs> I, was this recorded? I was trying to make a joke that this was recorded after the Aurora shoot. Oh, okay, great. Jesus Christ. <laughs> now, uh, uh, um, Iron Man 3. I know this is an yeah. Anna Karenina episode. <laughs> this definitely is. Uh, man, Kate Hudson was fantastic. That's how long ago this was recorded. It's been recast. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And no, this is a current recording. We all just saw Iron Man 3. I don't think we're going to dispel our thoughts on Iron Man 3, are we? That's a Cape Crisis conversation. Oh! Comic podcast. Well, which I won't be around for that one. So I'll Thursday ish. Uh, but what was what was your suggestion, Elston? Um, huh? What? What was your suggestion for the topic? Hi, of this I'm Brett Elston. Brett Elston. Okay, wait, Elston. Chris Antista. Yes, I'm Henry Gilbert and Michael and Brett Elston and Brett Elston. Come to the table with all the ideas this week. I did. Um, and just like old times. Just like old times. Hey, come on. <laughs> uh, and. Yes. No, you, I was thinking through I, my confidence. Uh, no, uh, I was thinking. <laughs> Has this all a sham? Asshole. This whole <laughs> thing just been one run up? No. That's a good enough uh, clip as any. Uh, no, I was audio's just, working. I was uh, putting together something for another episode that's coming soon, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of other music that I liked in the '90s, mm-hmm. like which we rarely discuss on the show. But I thought, well, we're going to go a little deeper. What's one that? episode about the '90s for a later time? Let's we owe it to ourselves to yes. do one episode. <laughs> Um, for us, so one, this is one for us. Yeah, but uh, no, it was. Um, I was thinking about the introduction of the all the the, the, the Jesus the nineties happens to everybody the nineties Iron Man cartoon, mm-hmm. which is when I went from pretty much like I like Iron Man visually. It's mm-hmm. a cool concept, and oh, when I see him in comics, like guest star, I'm like, ooh, Iron Man, he's so cool. But it was that cartoon in '96. Part of the Marvel Power Hour or Adventure yeah. Hour, whatever they called it. I feel like it was the Hour of Power. It was Iron Man and Fantastic Four. It was in syndication, I think. And hosted was, by Stan Lee. Hosted by Stan Lee. And man, uh-huh. those interstitials are incredible. <laughs> uh, hopefully yep. we can load one of those up. Yeah, I have uh, some of Stan Lee in here. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, as always, because he never leaves the board. Oh, I'm definitely going to tweet <laughs> yes. about this. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Iron Man 3 cameo. Uh, something to be desired. my cameos in the movies. This <laughs> takes it a step further. All right. Really trying to get his before his breath runs out. I really, that's it's like a, that's a long sentence. Research I did stuff I captured for an episode of KOXM. 
really uh, got to. I feel like I'm not working hard enough on this anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then I thought, you know, it'd be fun to talk about all those '90s superhero cartoons. But then dig, you wanted to dig a little further be, back, eventually, as well as my my motivation for this was the theme songs that I think we all yes. realize we know without maybe knowing it. Because if by any chance you're not familiar with uh, ye old laser time, I well at least what I like to do, I like to dig up ancient audio of things that you do like and are related to things that you like. And, yeah, we got the 90s stuff, but I, I more wanted to dig way back into superhero cartoon history. Uh, I haven't heard this that many times. Disappointing sound of silence. Oh, my. Makes you feel he's a cool Oh, uh, yes. Poker <laughs> face. Relevant. <laughs> love it. And I love that that love is it. like... It, it's the it's a bombastic Captain America like f- like yeah. flag waving thing for Iron Man. Yeah, you could easily see Iron Man standing next to a new dishwasher. Just well, yeah, yeah Iron yeah. Man of his like Tony Stark back then was Don Draper. Like, yeah, he was a guy in a suit, a playboy who, who drank his lunch mm-hmm. and he, uh, he was sleeping around. But I tried to take a step man, to a, be a, to be alive in those a step further. And I swear, kids, <laughs> to hang be tight. a white man in those days. You'll, You'll never get... know the cancer festering in your lungs is waiting to kill you in 1974. It's True. Uh, back back then, um, wait, forgot my segue. But kids, we will get into your nostalgia and your '90s cartoons. I'm gonna let Brett Elson take the reins on most of that. Uh, um, but I wanted, to see, but I wanted to challenge myself to see how far back I could go. I wanted to find the first superhero cartoon based off of superheroes, mm-hmm. uh, based off of comic books, and right. I, I really couldn't. Uh, based on based directly on comics, I guess specifically DC Marvel heroes that are still around today. Mm-hmm. But as best I could do was probably what Henry. Well, the Fleischer Brothers Superman cartoon. Sure, well, yes, which they do list as seasons, I think, because given that television wasn't huge in the yeah. early forties, they they ha- they did have two years worth of production. Yes, on yeah, was... the Superman cartoon, which you haven't seen. They're public domain. They're they amazing. Are fantastic. They're beautifully animated. Well, so the uh, the thing back then was as a story I've heard. The Fleischer brothers were they uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy as it is now. There were two sides to the animation war back then. Yes. There were the L.A. studios and the New York studios, mm-hmm. and Fleischer was the top New York studio, yes. and they were getting very big with Popeye and Betty Boop, and uh, they were. Pitched to do the Superman, uh, do a cartoons based on Superman, who at the time was like under ten years old, mm-hmm. like he was See, still relatively. And kids new. see Tupac and Biggie were the East West Coast rivals. See, exactly. original yeah. it was a bunch of nerdy animators, <laughs> but so bunch they of Jewish animators. <laughs> they pitched him to the Fleischers, and the Fleischers was like, uh, to they didn't want to do it, and they mm-hmm. said. Well, to do it, we need it's hack. It's all hack. Not doing it. See? We need this big a budget, mm-hmm. and then we'll need, like, yeah, the budget needs to be a little bigger. <laughs> we'll need upwards of thirty dollars to get this. <laughs> but also, it, to their credit, was before animation, hand-drawn animation was farmed out to yeah, Asians. Yeah, yeah. Already, and so yeah. they got, and surprisingly, their increased budget was approved. They were given the extra money, mm-hmm. which is why, like. The compare the Popeye cartoons look f- good, like they mm-hmm. still look good today. But they, like the Superman cartoons, are amazing. They look looking. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. 
And it, you just on, on the level of anything Disney was doing at the time. Yeah, it's and then like right before I moved out to California, it was like oh four oh five somewhere in there. There was a DVD set that mm-hmm. just showed up in one of those five dollar it bins. It's public domain. There's yeah. nothing stopping you and your friends from releasing these movies or these cartoons. Even the masters, if you find them, <laughs> you give uh, them bupkis, you get bupkis. Hey. You give them some shekels, you get good quality products. <laughs> I don't know. I veered right into Russian, like right but, after them. So, hey, yeah. bro, hey, bro. And it was based on uh, back then. The radio show was just as popular as yes. the comic books, and so the intro is the Superman radio mm-hmm. show intro. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able, able to leap, leap tall buildings. buildings in a single bound. And what darkness lurks in the heart of man? The the urban legend being that like Superman originally did not fly; he, he was a leaped. leper. He was a leaper, <laughs> and it was the Left Fleischer brothers colony. that are credited with having mm-hmm. Superman fly. Yeah, yeah. Like the, these are the cartoons where that was introduced. That ability. It was just easier to fly. It's and, easier and, to animate flying. Shit, I wish I knew. Uh, I have read a couple books on the subject. The Fleischer brothers are a fascinating animation studio. Mm. They were Disney's biggest competitor. I think one of the few people to make. They made the second full length animated movie, Gulliver's, Gulliver's Travels, Travels, which is great yes. and on a, a public domain. Yep. Followed by Mr. Bug Goes to Town. They started I've never a, seen that one. A Florida studio. It's weird. It's distributed by Disney in Japan. I love that. Yeah, one. yeah. It's uh, it, uh, they branded their Goes to Town on a blonde. <laughs> they, well, they actually could not get along. They started a Florida studio, and they fought constantly and basically split up. Mm-hmm. And those original nine Fleischer uh, cartoons had to be taken over by famous studios, which you may recognize as a lot of color Popeye cartoons. Mm-hmm. Is but this at, a, a Cavalier mm-hmm. and Clay inspiration? I no. <laughs> but what I'm getting to is without those guys at the helm... Those Superman cartoons are not as popular. They are wildly World War II propaganda based. Like the incredibly. Later ones. Well, well the I don't know. That, right? Maybe the maybe the one entitled Japatour. Yes, is, that's, uh, that one definitely is. is. Might be a little. Well, the comic books were back then too. They were. They? I, I only have one clip of. I love it. Uh, it's it's Hitler's only appearance in a super uh, Superman cartoon. Quietly though. The War Department goes on to say that during this action, an entire fleet of Axis submarines was destroyed by American dive bombers, affording the troop ships a safe crossing. For the mighty mission, praise the Lord and pass the ammunition and <laughs> That was used unironically, guys, unlike yeah. in Bioshock Infinite. Yes, pass the ammunition. Uh, what? <laughs> but that was Hitler turning off the radio because I believe a lot of those, the post Fleischer cartoons, had Superman responsible for giant victories. In World War II. Yeah. The, hey, son! That is silly. Like, Superman would have, if he existed, he would have stopped the war before yes. anything. Yeah, that's a good like, point. I he would <laughs> be a destructible Superman. Yeah. <laughs> he would fly down and be like, oh, Hitler, hey, you're under arrest. Fly back. We have a different plan for a master race. That was, uh, in Cavalier and Clay, speaking of that, like, that was, they, they based it on those comics at the time where... Superman arrested Hitler or Hitler stand-ins a bunch of times <laughs> in the lead-up to the war. Like Because America didn't win the war until 41, and so from 39 mm-hmm. to 41, many Jewish comic book artists, including the Superman guys, were doing a bit of wish fulfillment of arresting Hitler with their superheroes. And I would, you know... I would... But Superman in the cartoons, like he, it's it's he's such a visual guy to see. Like it was just cool to see him do. It's like great. he lifts up heavy things. He gets he gets hit by rockets and he's fine. He, and you, you he ha- punches robots. You have to imagine the time. He's it's some of the most fluid. It's yeah. lifelike animation. That's what I've I couldn't seen. believe. And like it, that would be like the first time you're seeing a human being doing a realistic feat of strength. Yeah, that couldn't be. And it wasn't a cartoon mouse blowing a trumpet or well, eating a piece of pie or something. Some useless shitty cartoon mouse <laughs> that nobody likes. Hey. 
Or wasn't Popeye punching someone into like a fruit stand? Yeah, and then Hitler, Hitler into like, a fruit stand. <laughs> <laughs> Usually Hitler. Usually punching his mustache off. Or... Anybody guess what this is? It's oh. Andy Kaufman. And he's reenacting Andy Kaufman. So that's I, one of the first for television superheroes but again a, more of a parody of superheroes yeah but it was also opera it was very weird uh, yeah Mighty Mouse is super weird I forgot about Mighty, Mighty Mouse I love Mighty Mouse it's a very Mouse. weird thing though. I only knew Mighty Mouse as the new show Mighty Mouse that Dude. came out in the late 80s or early yeah. 90s Ralph yeah. Bakshi it was a Crick Falusi Ralph Bakshi yeah, show Ren and Stimpy creator uh, John Crick Falusi making the, some of the weirdest shit you have ever seen in your entire life and then it just came on DVD like oh, a year or two man, ago like all it. of it but then it got taken off TV eventually because some dumb mom read Well, because Mighty Mouse snorted some magic powder and got some special energy. Seriously, what were they doing putting that in the kids' cartoon? Yeah, come on. He snorted powder to get super strength. The flowers. That, that mom, that dumb mom should have kept her... Her trap uh, shut. Kept her nose out of it. Hey, if she hadn't done it, we wouldn't have had Ren and Stimpy for a couple weeks. I suppose so. Mm-hmm. It was nice watching those 12 episodes over two years. What was I going to go into next? <laughs> I don't even remember. Um, I did find some shit, some earlier. I love these Marvel. Um, what what was the era of this Marvel sixty animation? Do you do you have any um, backstory for well, this? Well, I mean, so Marvel, you know, they started the Marvel Age of Comics in nineteen sixty one with Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. and basically the ball kept rolling after that. Sixty two, Spider Man, Hulk. Uh, 63 Thor, uh, 64 Iron Man, 63 was also X Men, and it just kept going until it was like Marvel Comics became a pop culture thing. Yeah. Like it was, it was really cool, and so I think it finally got to the point where it was big enough that they could sell it as a TV show, That's, as an animated series. I love old. Obviously, if you listen to the show, I love the preservation of old cartoons, which is not happening so much anymore. But just mm-hmm. I love people. I want everybody who loves Marvel now. Marvel currently, uh, yeah. I, I want them to realize how old, how fucking old these characters are, and that yeah. old character. Marvel was always cool. the younger one though, because you could always say like, it still feels well, like the younger brand. Spider Man's, I mean, Spider Man's fifty, but he's not almost eighty. Like Superman turned seventy-five, mm-hmm. like he just turned seventy-five. I love, I love. Did we already do this one. No, we did. When Captain America throws his shield, I love this line. Those who oppose, you must yield. They chose to oppose. They chose to oppose. That middle part, I feel oh, we oh, just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that middle part, I feel like we need like giant steins and like banging yes, beer into yes, each yeah, other's we hands. Do. Yeah. Uh, well, so the yeah the Marvel uh, collection wait, of cartoons. Thirteen minutes. Thirteen minutes. It's pretty good. <laughs> Actually, there had to be another. I'm one. sure there was a subconscious <laughs> Simpsons reference. They stick together. They stuck together all those Marvel cartoons in one chunk. Yes, that they that's why they together. Uh, to save costs on animation, most intro songs up until like the '90s would have been like two or three minutes long, and mm-hmm. even some of these older Marvel ones. So I love these because they're like they're like twenty second jingles. Yeah. The yeah. Super- well, though they got the. What? That's my favorite one. This line. (laughs) So good. (laughs) I feel like that. 
Ever, ever loving, ever Hulk. loving. He Hulk. never. Well, I mean, loving. well, Stan Lee was. He was always. He used the term ever loving all the time. But ever loving thing is the one. Yeah. And tweeting. He was using tweeting back in the fifties. No one knew what the hell he was talking. About. Uh, <laughs> wow. I what feel a, like what that, a prescient old man. I feel like that line unglamorous. Unglamorous. I feel like that has to be Stan Lee as well. Yeah. That's, that baffled us for a while. I it's remember. It's in, intensely weird. That's how, how about you rhyme gamma rays? We go to a break and hear a word from our sponsors and we get back I will play the one Marvel short animation intro I've never heard before. I know we've played these on other shows. Right. So we are Laser Time. Stick around. We're going to get to the cartoons you probably remember watching. Spider-Man, Spider-Man Commercial alert! Put the VCR on pause. Ah! All right, this this podcast, Henry, is brought to you by whom? Audible. That's right, Audible. And if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash laser, you can get a free audiobook just for signing up for a free trial on your pals at Laser Time. I know, I love it. I've been a subscriber to Audible for a while now. Yeah, me too. A couple of years. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you wanted to listen to, uh, you want to use that free credit on something, may I suggest mm-hmm. Marvel Comics: The Untold Story by Sean Howe. Mm-hmm. It's 17 hours and 52 minutes of the secret history of Marvel Comics, starting wow. in the 60s all the way up to now. Is the that guy, one definitely for free? Yes, it is. It is oh, wow. one credit. It would wow. cost you one credit. So it is a free book, and it's. Uh, yeah, it tells the. It starts in the '60s with Stan Lee. This guy interviewed all these people from behind the scenes, and mm-hmm. he recounts how Marvel grew from the nothing comic book company to the monolithic uh, media entity it is. Yeah, today. seriously, it now, just came out. It's a really good book, dominating numerous mediums right now. I mm-hmm. love. I don't know. I just I can't say enough nice things about Marvel. It's like the modern age of all those cartoon, those old cartoon characters. I love. I love, mm. and Marvel is sort of doing that again. It's created timeless characters that pass through generation to generation. I love this. It's crazy. This, this, yeah. I mean, that's what this show, this particular episode, is about. They were already famous in comics, and it's about them leaking over into mm-hmm. cartoons and also finding so, mega from generation to generation mm-hmm. different. Incarnations of yeah. new cartoons over and over again, and we're still reading the comics. It's just—it's also beautiful to me. Not a lot of things you still love, even if they did exist all, way back when. Are you still watching them yeah. the way they originally presented? And comics still free comic day, which just happened, mm-hmm. showed us that very much existed. So I—I am wow, I'm perfectly in the mood to watch. What was it again, Henry? Marvel Comics: The Untold Story. And there's also a ton of other stuff on there. Um, you know, you got your Lord of the Rings, your Game of Thrones. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. A ton of books in there, so browse Audible. Check it out and do that via audiblepodcast.com slash laser and you can get something free. It's for signing up with a free trial with your pals at Laser Time. Audiblepodcast.com slash laser. Thanks, fillers. This guy in a lawn chair and a Woody Allen hat watching you wash a car. I watched an anime uh, recently where they they, uh, they blurred out the dick. like the dick crazy, but then the, the level of detail they were allowed to draw on the anus. <laughs> shocking. Sounds like a good time as any to mention that our sponsor is Audible. And... What? No, oh, okay. Can't do that. No, come on. Uh, what did you just ask me? Uh, what did you just ask me in the break? I asked if it was... A, a certain aquatic based hero. You said what? Say the name. Namor? No, it's Submariner. Oh, okay. Submariner. Okay. See, I am the comics expert. 
Uh, I am the comic book <laughs> expert. Uh, never heard this. It's nowhere near as good as this the other is ones. Pretty great. Than a whale. He can swim anywhere. He can breathe underwater and go flying through the air. Yeah, that guy sounds gay. <laughs> This is the prince of the deep. <laughs> wow. Here lies dear old Jack. There's something about that style of singing. Even when I see people try and reproduce it, it never works. I miss it so much. Yeah, it's like, what What, what was the year? Everyone was like, no, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was on a plane recently, and, and I wanted to just give a shout-out to somebody in the ether at Cartoon Network. Uh, thanks for putting Looney Tunes on in the middle of the day, digitally remastered oh, for kids. Oh. Because just I'm hearing this music, and like to me, those kind of songs. I thought that's what all cartoons sounded like because all the ones from the '40s I was watching did, and then Ren and Stimpy came out, yeah. which is like the biggest thing in the world for me, and that sounded the same way. Yeah, and I actually remember getting wait, why don't all cartoons have choruses? They're trying and... to sell you shit, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that's hurry up music. That's they want you to buy something. Get on. <laughs> I, man, uh, powder toast, man. Oh. He just screamed like Gary Owen screams so loudly. <laughs> just powder. <laughs> I don't know how they didn't like. I, I, I really didn't do kill the hear. old man. I really do want to hear the recording booth of that. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm 63, guys. Maybe we please. Let's <laughs> cool. Calm it down. Do you remember who, who the voice of the person he first saved? I think in one of the, in Powder Toastman's full episode, uh, who played the voice because it's awesome. Because all he says, is, "Oh wait, I'm, I'm saved." I remember it was it's Frank Zappa. It's isn't Frank it? Zappa, yeah. really? Frank Zappa plays the Pope in Powder that's Toastman. Right. Wow, that's and says, awesome. "Save me." I'm saved and then done. <laughs> I also loved that the uh, in that one they burn the Bill of Rights to when he becomes president. Yeah, that does happen. Uh, and then also, man, his uh, his secretary, she was hot stuff. Yeah, and that's a oh man, there was a yeah, uh, John Krakowski kept up that uh, wave of sexy animated Tex Avery Lois mm. Lane characters. I think when I was a kid, I googled that guy or Yahoo, did whatever it was. Frank Zappa, not Frank yeah. Zappa, but John Cade. It was like the first thing that showed up was nudie pictures of like the women that he draws. Yeah, he like, does. Oh, okay. What? What? He was early to the internet putting up his drawings. He, he was, was. Spunco, Spunco, whatever. They had, had, a, they had the, the they goddamn had George Licker hour. Yeah, George Licker. George Licker, the guy Nickelodeon hated. So great, American. <laughs> <laughs> A Dewclaw? <laughs> uh, but also speaking about those Marvel cartoons, like they, I liked them because they uh, now you can look back at them and they, they basically just redrew panels from yeah. stories. But then to see like just a hand move, like they weren't very well animated. No. But at least they looked oh. right, like Jack Kirby. While meanwhile, the Spider-Man show, yeah. like it looks horrendous. <laughs> it's that, amazing. It's yeah. the source of some great memes online because of course, the drawings it's... look. Awful. It's the like a boss and all that. Like it come like yeah. there was yeah. a the picture for one of the episodes of Laser Time. It's just Spider Man watching in in a aghast as a car drives across the sky. It's just got the, the weirdest, easiest animation you can perform. Oh yeah, there's the the best way to experience that show is just to watch the switchers. Yes, like like because then we thought like you guys Grim and Chris were over one oh, night. No. And we were like, hey, let's just watch one episode of that Spider Man cartoon. Classic sleepover, and it was like. 50% of the Switcher thing that he did was like just the first episode we're like how much worse could it get <laughs> yes. and we watched yeah. like two episodes and it was hilarious the whole time yeah that no, was excellent like just how 
Unbelievable. He is as a hero. And I got these. Somebody, somebody on the, the. And he sounds like an old detective. Old yes. detective, a flat foot, a gumshoe. That's a the dick. Nineteen-year-old college yes. student he was. He was to be a high school student. And yeah. some brilliant person on the internet, like just like a year ago. That's where I got these. I use them on Cape Crisis constantly. But uh, these are all sound cues that trend. Transition scenes for the Spider-Man TV show. Well, this is the Godzilla show we watched, right? Oh, the oh, Hanna Barbera Godzilla. <laughs> that was great. Uh, that, and perfect. Hanna it's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst, and the amount of part of being a good animator is knowing your scale, and there yes, is never, no. ever any sense <laughs> of scale to that. We cartoon. really should do like a rip tracks for that episode because it was hilarious. Because I hated it as a Godzilla fan, mm. you hated it as an animation fan, Why and Grim was just. <laughs> like, like feeding yeah. off of our hatred and the fact that I had watched it almost every day as a kid because it was the only Godzilla yeah. cartoon it's on Cartoon and, Network a lot well the only VHS I had of it is this episode called The Firebird and mm. oh yes no other <laughs> and that thing was pregnant half the time but the, the other episodes like I never knew it was a whole show because uh. I didn't have cable until way ass late in the game so all I ever saw was that one episode of The Firebird and then when I found that it was a whole show I was like oh I have to watch it now. Yeah. And hated them all. <laughs> well, it's so funny. It went through the Hanna-Barbera machine yeah. of like, well, you got to have a bunch of teens hang out with it's them. It's the worst. And uh, he needs a scrappy do. Yes. He uh, needs all is, these things. This is my one chance track. to quote a rap song. Claiming they Godzilla when they really got Zuki. Got yeah. a mill from Charlie Brown when I kidnapped Snoop. Was that Informer? Uh, no, it's that song from Tony Hawk. It's oh. uh, <laughs> Mighty, Most Def, and uh, another guy. I like that. I do like it. But uh, that should take us, I guess, into... I don't want to do There was Fantastic a... Four also had a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. It was. It, just, it, I didn't... it was crappy. It uh, was what was the deal with uh, with that? It originally had Herbie instead of Human Torch. That was a later one. Okay. Now, they did have Human... They had a late 60s one, which I believe had an episode Grimm shared with me, or maybe it was Brett... Where Mag- they fought Magneto, mm-hmm. and yes. yeah, yeah, Magneto's yeah. like, "Now I will destroy you." And uh, Reed pulls out a gun. He's like, "A gun!" He tries to move it, and he can't. And he's like, "You have my powers no longer work. I give up." Yeah. And then he's like, "It was a plastic gun." <laughs> what? And then he still lets himself be ca- like, "It was yes. so ridiculous." He was so disappointed himself. That was one contingency I never. <laughs> Like, yeah, the that, story says it has to end, so I'm getting Yeah, because that's what made it. me angry is just like, he, ugh, I don't even want to get started. So then like, later... I, just, I, I, never, I never want to romanticize this as much as I feel like I am, but when I saw that these cartoons existed, they popped up on VHSs with two episodes apiece yeah. in the video mm-hmm. store, and my friend yeah. and I total Marvel nuts, like, there is a Marvel cartoon that exists, yeah. and we pop it on, and it's yeah. like... Yeah, it's like it, it, it's, we don't, the, it's the NES Ninja Turtles. But because, game. because like, well, oh, good. Because, because, like, we were as kids, and I again, not romantic, romanticizing this. We were, I was watching Hanna Barbera cartoons uh-huh. as they aired. I was, we were living bad animation every day. That's it true. didn't seem weird. If I show you an episode of the 60s Spider Man, you will immediately know it's antiquated and not of this era. We had no idea. Yeah. We yeah, just sat really, there and endured yeah. that. And you just watch it. Well, I remember. It's no better than Quick Draw McGraw. Mm-hmm. It was like the. Per- this is like a classic 1990 sleepover story. <laughs> so, me and my friend sleeped over. Uh, I did a sleepover at his house. We ordered the personal Touching pan dicks. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, they watched TGIF. Friendly Dicta. We, rent, we rented some movies from Blockbuster, and it was like, oh, we're starting to get into Captain America. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's a Captain America cartoon. That's probably awesome. And it was. It was that 60s Captain Oof. America show. I'm like, wow, this is 
is really bad. What was that? It was that one. Specifically, the episodes were the origin of Captain America and then his rebirth in the 1960s Mm. when he fought... uh, the Red Skull got his hands on the Cosmic Cube for the first time. He's Captain America is the only hero that makes me question like his actual age. Well, wow. due, just due to the resurrection portion, like he was born in the Depression and he was frozen until ten years ago, and that's all you need and to it's know. Always, it's, it's always it's ten always years. Always ago. ten years ago. I know, but like just you read like even like some of Winter Soldier, like it's too complicated for you, man. A little bit, like it's a he, it's a rolling cannon, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like like the one from Ernest Rides Again. You know, wow, yes, <laughs> no one else there. How to get you an achievement with me and me alone? <laughs> Uh, I love Ernest Redskins. 100 Chris points. Yeah, yeah, like, so well, that's good. all of those old. The Marvel ones were always uh, like. That's what I'm really liking about a, uh, like in the current run of Amazing Spider-Man. He's actually putting in very current. The writer Dan Slott is putting mm-hmm. in a lot of very current references that he knows will be dated because he's harkening back to like in the original Amazing Fantasy and Amazing Spider-Man one. Mm-hmm. They're like Spider-Man, you're going to be on the Jack Parr show, what? And then we're going to film you for newsreels. Like they, it was it's super dated. Yeah. Like Spider-Man, well, I, you're going to have to save these kids at their Kesha concert. We go, <laughs> exactly. We're going well, to a polio fundraiser. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember uh, like in one of the uh, Sinister uh, Return of the Sinister video, Six, sorry, Video Man is attacking the polio fundraiser. Yeah. That's the perfect Spider-Man data. The Return of the Sinister Six. Uh, I think it's part two with the where he's fighting Shocker because uh-huh. he does Electro in the first one and Shocker in the second one and it's like they bust onto the set of David Letterman and, yes. it, and it's when they're yeah. still at NBC so uh, it's like all this in like they're at an NBC logo thing and they're like talking about the David Letterman show and it's like because that was a very relevant thing like that's the thing a comic book reading audience mm-hmm. in the in the early 80s mid 80s would have thought was a cool reference because David yeah. Letterman used to be the weird cool show guy, yeah. at 1230 mm-hmm. and did the weird crap Here's one crazy thing that happened in a... Uh, actually, this isn't too much with dating, but so... <laughs> Superman... Mm-hmm. A Superman comic came out uh, where where <laughs> there was an assassination attempt on the president and then Superman had to pose as the president <gasps> to prevent the assassination. Reagan? And that president was Kennedy and it was published a week before he was killed Ooh. in Texas. Yeah. How does that not work into the conspiracy theory? I know. DC <laughs> predicted it. <laughs> it's like that uh, X-Files spinoff episode. Yeah. Uh, well, that, I was... that X-Files spinoff did predict 9-11. It's like, well, weird. sort of, but you know, it was in probably post-production for a long time. What? No, I mean, it came out nine months before 9-11. Yeah. Like, there's no way... It would... Yeah, it was... It's pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. It's um, crazy. I think uh, we were supposed to. Well, go ahead. Man. Uh, just on the topical go for stuff in comics. I think it was Red Lantern that I was reading, which was several issues compiled. But I swear that they had several people wearing Obama T-shirts across the episode <laughs> during the time it came uh, yeah. out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mar- Marvel really ran with it. That's for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, wasn't that like the most reprinted issue of? One of their biggest single-issue sales issue. ever is the Obama issue. Yeah. If you want to see a really great dated issue, it's for free. Always on Comixology. The <laughs> 9-11 black cover, Amazing Oof. Spider-Man. Yeah. Looking at Doctor Doom cry. This is... They've gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> Which... Have they, Doctor Doom? Yeah. It's still... It's, it's the wrong time and place to make that reference. <laughs> but well, it is... I do feel like the character of Doom... 
he has his rules. Yeah, true. And I think he would view that as unnecessary. Magneto was there too, though, and he is actually <laughs> Magneto is literally a terrorist like, who hates humanity. Well, and Magneto's yeah, also the guy's yeah. like, wow, my one power is moving rubble. You think I could help? You? Yeah. <laughs> You think I can help some people out? <laughs> well, that okay. also just also as, also Kingpin is there. <laughs> as a bigger, murders people daily. He's as probably a, there just to collect some insurance. As a bigger point, <laughs> as a bigger point, they deal with problems like people hijacking an airplane and trying to fly them into a building. Superheroes in Marvel and DC deal with that shit every day. Yes, yeah, and prevent it every day. It was they a, prevent it, was, it every it's, day. But at the same time, Marvel is always. They're New York, New York, mid- New York, yeah, New York. They had so, to address it. So I get it. I did get why you, I as, just as a creator, have, you couldn't sit on your hands. I just wouldn't have had J. Michael Straczynski's ham-fisted touch on it. Like, that's no. okay. I, it's my favorite it was, Genesis song, by the way. It was a confusing time. We were all just so scared. and uh, it, it was. It was. I'm glad we... It took, I think Who it knew did, how to address it? It didn't take 10 or 15 years for us to make jokes or like have it not heard anymore, but mm-hmm. I think to realize how much it fucked us up. Yeah. It took yeah. us a good 15 years. That shit fucked me up for so bad for so long. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I hope... I kind of hope nobody has to live through... Whatever, it probably. I feel like it'll never be another shock. It made me a more globally aware person. I mean, when the Boston thing happened, it made me go like, "Man, that that fucking sucks." But it didn't like shake me to the core. Like that shows you how bad it's got. Then you're just like, "Oh, a terror attack on uh, American soil." Yeah, man. Anyway, we were supposed at some point transition video games. (laughs) Transition to something else. Like I would also what I wanted to find out was the what was the longest running. Uh, superhero cartoon uh-huh. based off of a comic book and I can't really determine which one because I can't count the episodes because of this fucking show uh, I can't do any of that appropriately um, let's see if I can load this up hold on so it's the Galaxy 4 Galaxy 4 the superhero team from Samsung <laughs> <laughs> Damn I was like well that voice sounds way too modern <laughs> So we play off YouTube. <laughs> I love the intro, though. Nice. Ted Knight. Teenagers. Dogs. <laughs> In the great hall of the oh, I love this theme song. There are assembled the world's four greatest heroes. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring a cartoon by Robert <laughs> Superman <laughs> and Ellen Cleghorn. <laughs> <laughs> the Doors. <laughs> Musical guest Tin Machine. <laughs> wow. I think that was the one Macaulay Culkin introduced, and I'm like, man, this is so stupid. Poor Aquaman. That, that sound, though. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Sonar. Yes. Junior super friends Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. Okay, one I did. There's a I girl, did. boy, and dog. Have you seen the Hanna Barbera's formula? I asked Henry if we could go, if he could help me go through Super Friends because I looked it up. And as far as longest running, making consistent new episodes, mm-hmm. I think Super Friends has. I don't know if they made as many episodes. They rebranded itself they multiple did, times. They did, added in reruns. They started in 1973, mm-hmm. and new episodes ran through 1984. And the Wendy and Marvin, but on and off. But yeah, it was it was canceled in its first year. <laughs> Million Dollar Man came out and like, there's something to this superhuman thing. Let's bring back the Super Friends, and they brought it back every year. And you said you'd be able to figure out what's what by 
Well, because they change the lineup most seasons. But the, mostly the teens. Yeah, the, well, so the first season, I believe, was Wendy and Marvin, right? Mm-hmm. When, which was just totally just Scooby and the or Shaggy. Season. It got Thelma. canceled in 74 and got brought back in 77. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, unprecedented family guy, shut up. Super friends <laughs> Super did it. Now you got to contend with that. Meanwhile, I'm the meanwhile, the meanwhile. Well, that's the thing. Is that how many like things are burned into our brains? Importantly. This is before any of us were born, and it's like the yeah. Wonder Twin powers activate. Yeah. Like, that's a recurring Cartoon gag to Express, this day. Baby. So I believe they brought him back with the Wonder Twins, but uh, they did, well, they, I think it says here that when they brought him back, it was the all new Super Friends Hour. Okay, uh, that's Hannibal and Carly. this voice. But uh, it was it was Marvin, uh, Wendy, Marvin, and the Wonder Dog. Marvin Gaye, right. and Marvin Gaye, and then when did they bring in the this? Wonder Twins with uh, Bleep Bloop the Bleep Bloop the Monkey Bleep the Monkey Bleep, um, and then there was 1979 saw all new Super Friends Challenge of the, the Challenge Super of the Super Friends. That's the best one because yeah. they it? ditched the. F- <laughs> yes, uh, they ditched the fucking. Is this like which type of poop I step in is the best? <laughs> yes, yeah, but it, okay, they ditched the teens, and this is what you really remember Super Friends for. It's the huge Justice League, tons of members versus the Legion of Doom, uh, which is all villains. the villains. Okay, and the, the th- and their big skull thing coming out yeah, of the swamps yeah, yeah. of uh, New Orleans. And uh, here, here's and, uh, Lex Luthor banging the gavel like, "All villains, we come to order to stop the Super Friends from being so friendly." <laughs> this is uh, we I, are better friends than they. Solomon Grundy. I grabbed one clip from the show. My just, undead heart agree. <laughs> I grabbed one. Do clip. you guys want to play Hungry Hungry Hippos? I hate having to organize this. I, I want to play too. Uh, uh, God damn it. Yeah, I grabbed one clip super quick just to uh, emphasize what Super Friends is. Because, guys, if you're out there, I don't want you where you watching this show. It's bad for you. It's horrible. It's bad <laughs> for the heroes involved. Uh, this is an introduction. <laughs> As the sinister Dracula releases his strange glowing powder into the center of a dense cloud, an unsuspecting jetliner navigates... Unsuspecting jetliner. <laughs> I have personified the machine. <laughs> it's on there. If you type in Super Friends Stupid, which is how I find a lot of things, yeah. with that one little modifier, it's he, he drops vampire dust into the jetliners so all of the passengers turn into vampires and the pilots turn into vampire bats and fly out of the, out of the plane. <laughs> And then and safely navigate thirty thousand feet. And then, and then you see in a passenger, it like it just scrolls to the passenger eye. Like every window shows just a bat flying above a seat. Uh, of course. And, and, then, and then, meanwhile, Justice League, a plane has landed with vampire. <laughs> How did it land? How did you, why did you establish them? <laughs> Like a plane full of flying creatures landing. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait. Go back. Play the very beginning of the clip again. That bat noise. Mm-hmm. Completely forgot about that until like that was pervasive in all those cartoons. And it, and I, think it, 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 I have the, all the Hanna Barbera. I have the Sound Library. They sold it briefly. The bongo I, running. Well, I think the bat. The bat is also the same thing as the pulley. Oh, okay. I, I think I remember hearing that bat. Then the guy bum 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 butter for the Scooby Doo open. And I want you to song. hear this elongated clip uh, to see how excruciating it is. Please take note of um, the voice of Robin. I want to see if anybody can get him. Careful, Robin. There's no telling what may be lurking behind Batman. Me. Oh, I know exactly who it is. Nobody home, Batman. <laughs> this week on the top forty, Casey Casey. Interfering. 
There are two vampires around them. There's a chandelier. They swing from it. <laughs> okay, Dracula. You're next. Sounds like Resident Evil 1. Well, they come back. <laughs> I remember also... They could You Okay, remember, think about this, kids. Back then... Mm-hmm. They couldn't punch each other. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't. I don't know if it wasn't allowed, anything. or they didn't want to bother animating. So it. you had to like. Sometimes you could throw somebody, yes. but really you had to think of an elaborate pulley system mm-hmm. to knock someone over. And when they knock... say, "Look, there a chandelier," no matter what happened to the Super Friends, there was something on the ceiling <laughs> yeah. that allowed them to to drag those animation cells over something and swing away. Well, so Last if week I could it just... was an inlet, and this week it was a fjord. <laughs> if I could just reach that lever, maybe with... Well, I've only got one shot at throwing the batarang. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, also, well, so I love the, uh, the Super Friends to laugh at me. Like, Sean Baby... Deconstructed the show, and like mm-hmm. I don't think anybody can ever be funnier than how he did it. And he did it the best, side. and he also I think I I blame thank him single handedly for like the marginalization of Aquaman yes. now and forever via the Super Friends. Once he did it, then everybody's like, "Yeah, Aquaman was really stupid on that." He show. is. He rides a giant seahorse and commands a legion of uh, like clownfish. Yes. I, well, like, and then as Sean Baby pointed out. You don't need anyone but Superman on the team. Every, but he also mentioned that Superman would constantly forget what powers he had. Like he'd be tied, <laughs> he would be tied up, and then he, like Sean Baby, would just point out, like you have, you can breathe the uh, hurricane force winds and shoot fire from your eyes. You can get out of this. And he also had this like nine minute supercut of all the times when a bad guy would put up a force field. Then Superman would immediately fly into it and punch it until he'd be like, nope, can't get to the force field guy. <laughs> and also, I remember from one episode that the, the Lex Luthor's plan transformed every human on Earth, every man into Brainiac, and every woman into Cheetah, and they all wow. robbed the bank. Like They were all <laughs> robbing banks. What? Uh, putting all the money I, into a big pile. You couldn't the... hear by those sound effects. That was the vampires Batman and Robin were facing. Only shot laser beams from their eyes. <laughs> yes. There was no biting. No uh, batting. Classic vampire. Uh, and at, I forget at one point. Maybe it was just when Batman. It's, those in, models, it's in the Anne Rice books. If you dig really deep. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> those, those models. At least those animation models would meet up with Scooby Doo for the Scooby Doo Mystery Hours, uh, like Don Knotts <laughs> and shit. And yes. it would be voiced by Burt Ward and Adam West. Yeah, that was my f- man. I was. I remember when I was an afternoon summertime waiting for the Cartoon Express to show the dumb Scooby Doo cartoons on the Scooby Doo Mystery Hour. They'd always show Batman and Robin in the in the opening of the show. I was like, "Oh man, could this be the Batman episode?" And it never, never was. Is. It, it was never Adam, is. Uh, it's a Gary Coleman, Sandy or... Duncan, um, <laughs> Linda Ronstadt. Who was the oh the guy who played uh, the guy from Get Smart, the uh, voice of Inspector shit, Gadget, yes. Don, uh, Adams. Don Adams, Steve Carell, Don, Don Adams. <laughs> wow, would you believe a f- wow, I believe wanna, seventy? I want to go to break and then vacate what? the seat over to. 
the Marvel expert. Oh, we I, got so much. We do, we do. But I'm it was also the Firestorm season of Super Friends. What's that? Explain that. That to was me. the oh, 80s season. Firestorm was the new character they introduced for that, and Darkseid was the main villain. Mm. Really? It was all right. But then, not long after it's... that, was uh, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. It was. Yeah. And I only grabbed a little bit of this because I just never heard it before myself. Uh, oh, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. I well, love the, that the show. last the last season as it was rebranded. Uh huh. As Come on, expert. Oh, to Super Friends. Me. No. Uh, Spider-Man. I don't remember. Wingers, here they come. The most powerful, the most post-pounding, the most popular team of superheroes the world has ever known. Cut it together. The Amazing Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk. Ah. I love this music. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I imagine them like hanging out of like an old big body Chevy, like sliding <laughs> on an off ramp. Hulk has some like three piece suit on. Yeah, they're know. both they're both dressed like fucking Starsky and Hutch, yeah, and looking like, at one another in a convertible, being chased by like an airbrush van full of pimps. <laughs> <laughs> Step on it, Hulk! I'm trying. <laughs> When I was a kid, like any, I just seeing Spider Man animated was enough. Like it was just cool to see him doing stuff. I vaguely remember. I was never into that show, and I never really got into Super. When I think of Super Friends in my head, Uh I just see an animated loop of a profile of Superman and Batman walking in a swamp that repeats the background instantly. Yes, and I just see that, and I just see them like, "Well, I hope Lex Luthor's swamp base is around here somewhere." Me too, Batman. Well, Superman, did you ever think about we? And it just (laughs) stretch, stretch, keep going. We got eighteen minutes. We got to cycle this. Oh. One other thing about uh, during the Super Friends time, there were also solo. There was a, a, a like a handful of solo DC superhero cartoons, yes. like of Superman and Batman, mm-hmm. and there were there was also Aquaman. But Green Lantern had one. He did really? like his own show. His at least one episode. And if you watch that, and then you also watch the first ever ambiguously gay duo cartoon short, <laughs> you can see, oh, Robert Smigel saw this exact cartoon oh, wow. and reanimated all those scenes. Like, see, this is why... That's the, it's, the, it's totally the inspiration for the ambiguous This wow. is why I didn't want to... If behind the scenes work, these guys are all bored as I'm trying to prepare sound clips. I'm, f- I'm finding a Green Lantern filmation cartoon. Yeah, filmation. Of He-Man. And uh, let's just give this a listen before we go to break. Please don't be an instrumental. By authority of the mystic guardians of the universe, God. on the far distant planet Oa... Why does everyone sound the same? The Green Lantern, a cosmic crusader whose magical power ring at his bidding accomplishes the impossible. Continuing fight against interplanetary evil. Green Lantern, Guardian of the Galaxy. Uh oh. Yes, which brings me to the last remaining name. Uh, Super Friends, best of Super Friends. Uh, Super Friends, the legendary superpowers hour. Uh, Super Friends Power Team, Galactic Guardians, and then I love that there are lost episodes because I guarantee these animators did not give a shit about what they were doing and probably forgot. Oh, Characters yeah. who couldn't fly flew all the time. Like, <laughs> like Batman just jumps into the air and flies in the background. There, there is, there's no quality control in these cartoons. They suck. I, I can't even imagine watching them ironically. I don't know. There's not enough pot in the world to get me to watch the Super, the super Friends. The thing. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, when we get back, we're going to talk more about uh, some cartoons you might remember. The, the better era, I think, uh, Probably what reintroduced 
uh, maybe even a generation to comic say, books via the cartoons. Yeah, it was a kind of a reboot for a new, literally a new generation. Back in a second. Everybody, thank you for listening to Laser Time. What are we here to tell people, Mike Grimm? Uh, imagine it's audible. Stop it. No, no. We're here just to tell them to uh, go to lasertimepodcast.com to find yeah. out more, find out more shows, check out the website. And we also wanted to encourage people, as always, to donate. There's a little donation button right there for PayPal. Uh, all you have to do is any major credit card or your PayPal account. You can donate $1 or $100 or $1,000, anything you want. Your mom's or dad's credit card or oh, PayPal account. I don't care. As long as I don't have to, ref- as long as we don't have to refund it, it doesn't matter what. And it if is. you don't have any money, remember that you can sell services on Craigslist. True. And okay. your young pliable holes are—they have capital value. Can you wash a car market? while some sixty-year-old guy <laughs> in a Woody Allen hat washes? <laughs> uh, you can't do that. <laughs> Capitalism is an amazing thing. Uh, all right. Uh, fine um yes but you can do that but also an easier way if you're buying things on amazon please go to our site you'll find a thing of a random list of things you might like on the right hand sidebar all you have to do is click one of those you do not have to buy it it won't go in your shopping cart you can just go search find what you do want and as long as you go by that link you get us a tiny bit of commission and it helps out all our shows such as what michael Grimm and additional laser time well we've got video game apocalypse we do featuring uh and michael myself and various other guests yeah, and michael mike we uh, Dave Rudden's Cheap Podcast, which Indeed. is a wrestling podcast, mm-hmm. also good. Brett Elston's VG Empire, which is a nice dedication to video game music if uh, you're into it. Like it's great. And last but not least, Cape Crisis. Yes. Henry Gilbert's you, podcast. You were on this week. About uh, comic books. I was on this week. You were on this week for the 50 for 50 quiz. It was very interesting. Quiz. Uh, we I'll were all check. tied, except I was winning, <laughs> as someone quoted, which I thought. Okay, we rigged this. It's like Mario Party. we got to give even the nubs a chance of winning. And I am a nub when it comes to comics. I don't remember who won, but I think it was everybody. You can find that at kprices.com or at leisuretimepodcast.com where you can donate leave a comment look at our forums we love having people participate we're going to have an upcoming show where we're really 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 going to need people to participate in the forums because it was super fun uh, no tease but yeah it'll be in the next week or so until then back to more comic cartoons Avengers away Play it's a time second segment Hi. Bring it back. Um, what, am I, what, what, what am I I don't doing? know. We, we, switched, we switched places. We switched places because you wanted to quiz us on... Uh, so we talked about how bad the 80s cartoons were. They yes. They were terrible. The 80s cartoons that were... And, and before that. Okay, but to familiarize yourself with the, uh, the soundboard. <laughs> all these cartoons, all those cartoons before the 90s were made for... They were made with children in mind. They're like, who cares? It's just garbage. Just I guess, if I had to children. define it, they were made when... Marvel didn't have Marvel and DC didn't have that much of authority on how their shit was licensed. You yeah. guys get no approval. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure like there was. I don't know. I I also feel like it was much like how early video games mm. had no bearing. Like the Superman NES games, just like yeah. what the hell was <laughs> what? It's insane. And, 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 there, and, there and was meanwhile, like, DC is happy to have a video game representing their brand, and they don't really understand who's playing yeah. games. They, they don't have someone hired in between, like a digital mm-hmm. liaison. Like today, like Marvel has a dude who's in charge. Chris of, Baker, yeah. cool guy. Well, yeah, exactly. Like in charge of interactive brands and making sure they're represented well. I don't think these things had that. 
for these cartoons. No, not really. No, no. I know. So, I know. Jack Kirby though did oversee Kenner, the people who made the Star Wars stuff. Uh, uh, yes. Jack Kirby designed those dolls. Super friends. Crazy. Dolls. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I think the kind of the modern era of that is so. Like we like we talked in some earlier episodes about when we all got into comics or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's the same vague area like the eighty nine to ninety one mm-hmm. era is when I think mm-hmm. like Henry. I think even though you're younger than me, I think it was still the same rough time. Yeah, area, pretty much. Which is weird because it means they were doing something right. Yeah. like the hype. Yeah. yeah, Infinity Gauntlet was around that time too. So it was like Marvel it was, cards. The Marvel cards, mm-hmm. it, like it was. It was all kind of coming together. Um, and not long after that, nineteen ninety two is when you got this concerted effort to like, well, let's make these characters matter. With cartoons again, mm-hmm. and then that's what brought us this show. Ooh, which yeah. seems this l- intro is so goddamn. It's good. unbelievable. Goddamn good. Um, now I was right. watching this with, ironically, just rolled right into Tailspin intro. Wow. Yeah. And how many guns are in the intro yes. of both those shows? As long as they're Tommy guns, Tommy yeah. guns. as they explained it, as long as it's a gun a kid couldn't find in his dad's closet. Yeah. Well, I only say Tailspin. That is a revolver. That's like yeah. every gun you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this opening is done very much in a Fleischer style. Yeah, um, no, no, no. The Paul Dini and and Bruce Tim they were the they were the fathers of this show. Yeah. And so I believe after the Tim Burton Batman films came out, mm-hmm. it's when they realized somebody, some executive realized, oh, you could have a more serious Batman thing. Mm-hmm. And then you had Bruce Tim, who was an animator on Di- Tiny Toons, in right. the fledgling it's Warner Paul animation Dini of Man fame. Yeah, and uh, they they pitched a grown up soup uh, Batman show where yep. it would that would feel like the Fleischer cartoons. I, I know I've said this before, but Paul Dean because like he's renowned in this area now yeah. has a little bit of clout. If you go, there's a He Man ten best of episode DVD, mm-hmm. and there's all these bonus features, and Paul Dini's in it, and everybody else is very nice and like shows a little like level headed. Look, this is what we tried to do. We did the best we could. Paul Dini's like, this was all fucking stupid. <laughs> and he, here's why it was stupid. Uh, yeah, his, he, I don't know, made me think in the animation industry, fuck you money. Yeah, he no, he just, had enough to be like, I don't have to care about burning yeah. bridges with filmation. <laughs> filmation. <laughs> but yeah, so they, uh, you know, the, the Tim Burton Batman, the original was... I mean, it sort of took place now, but it had sort of a retro-ish vibe. Yeah, it too. definitely looked like 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 cars weren't that old. And yeah, like he's, hadn't he's, been around for like maybe he said twenty he tried years or to something. To make the environments look deliberately anachronistic, so is it, it could take place in the present, the past, or the future because it it's a bunch be of competing yeah. art styles. And yeah. if you look at the first movie, like the matte shots and all the environments and landscapes are ugly as shit, mm. but easily you could transfer them. That could be next week in Detroit. But no. Batman didn't have a dumb kid sidekick. Like yeah. there were barely children on the show. Like they, the the villains had murderous intent. Yeah. They weren't being jokey or colorful. Like it had a very dark color palette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mean things happened on the show. Yeah. Like it was yeah. Gotham was. It Gotham was a serious stuff. Yeah, Gotham it, was yeah. Gotham you, as, as the way you think of it. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a cartoon that like oh it was made. It's still aimed for kids, but it did. It just treated kids with some level of respect yeah, that you right. don't need to have. Just buy things. Here's your dumbass lesson of the week because that was imposed on us by the government. <laughs> Although, when did that end? Because why doesn't this have Batman at the end telling kids not to smoke? Because well, sti- be they did still sell it, toys. It, I'm it not really might sure. Be that it was a Fox animation cartoon, and Fox mm-hmm. wasn't a network at the time. Like, it was, they weren't it one was. of the big three, though. It was a network. By it now. was. I uh, guess. Well, it doesn't. It's happen. premiered on Fox. It doesn't. Ha- I'm guessing it just didn't happen anymore after that. Uh, That's the I think they movie. loosened it to. The, well, they didn't do it on the other shows, the '90s too. It could be they were no, allowed. What, what the rule was, what Russ talking about is like, if you're gonna, 
in America, the government literally owns the the air yeah. that you broadcast radio and television through. So they said, if you're going to broadcast shit like He-Man selling action figures to people, you're going to have to have this percentage of educational content because this is government airways. Mm-hmm. And I think what most people did was they did after every episode was right. they brush your teeth, kids, and if anybody touches you, make yeah. sure you tell Orko. And but what other because Sonic the Hedgehog had that stuff. he did. Oh, yeah. but but other, Sonic said what other comics did it to meet that percentage would make two or three special episodes. I see. So they, to meet that percentage, so or maybe so, Batman did that. Okay, or sometimes yeah, I I don't know, but I do I do know that like yeah, was Paul Dini took some respect to. They were also inspired by like. Miyazaki films yeah. or anime well, just that like, whole, serious animation that whole episode where it's Joker like harassing that nobody guy like yeah. and just like <laughs> terrorizes this man and like Ugh. makes him go around town and do awful things and he's oh, just some such a good loser one. salary man like that's such a great episode <laughs> yeah. I love it and when he's like I just cut off the Joker oh, yeah <laughs> and it's just such a great like this is something Joker would really it made him feel like a real villain where that he was, like I think that's what the show did that no other kid should do is where it humanized the villains. Yeah. To the point where it was like... Well, it defined uh, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Yes. It, it, no, the, the current yeah. incarnation... That's is like, still my... Like, that yeah. character is so amazing in that yeah. show. Even now, I'm like, God, that's so well I, I remember he's, he was part of my some of my favorite episodes in the Adam Nora. West show, but they, he never had a wife in the Adam... Mm. That, in the Adam West show. I don't even remember him in the Adam S. Well, it's just that like he wasn't one of the four villains. It was a special time right. when he showed up. Yeah. And, uh, and, but this one, it's like he... Was really he wasn't stupid. He wasn't. He was very cold. A complete uh, sympathetic. Uh-huh. Very sympathetic. And same thing with Clayface. They, uh, they Dag- like, the Daggett. Yeah, Daggett. Daggett. Why don't you tell also, them about me? <laughs> well, also the and the Riddler episode, the first one. Like, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Yeah. Like, that's that's such like a fun like anti-capitalist like yeah. mean. Yeah. Uh, just like, why well, stole your idea? Because I could. You're just some nerd. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, like the, all those the, all those episodes are out. Like it's it's really good. And the Joker music too. Like the da 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 And then right around the same time was as we all know at this point. Uh, which I think is music. one of the best theme songs of all yeah. time. Yeah. Is that X Men opening? Ah, oh, so good. I would. And some, this was hmm. this this coincided with many things. This was was this before or after uh, Batman? Around I don't know. Yeah, they both launched yeah. Fox. Yeah, but weeks yeah. or months. But the problem different. was X Men didn't. No, I remember because Batman was ready. X Men wasn't the. There was that, uh, it's on Fox, it's on Fox, yeah, like, yeah. and there are two seconds Wolverine, of Wolverine. Yeah, there's two seconds of Wolverine, I remember obsessing over that, like, where's the X-Men cartoon? It took till January <laughs> yep. of the next year, I believe, yeah. for it to premiere. So what happened was, they ra- they aired Night of the Sentinels Part 1. Yes. Mm-hmm. They did not air Part 2 for several months. Uh, which mm-hmm. drove me nuts! Drove um, me nuts. Yeah. Morph was dead! Morph! Morph! Um, that was a big deal. Killing and that dude Jack. did the voice for Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> What? I love the bell. I just had to be quiet for the bell. The satisfying dong. Uh, I love that end <laughs> shot of all the villains and yes. heroes running at each but, other. But cool. so yeah, this coincided uh, the Jim Lee re- relaunch. Yep. All those redesigned characters. This also set the tone for Golden X- Blue. Yeah, Children of the Atom. All the Marvel fighting games that we still like mm-hmm. reference now is like mm-hmm. this was the beginning of that era of X Men, which is the touchstone for people. Like the only other jumping on point for X Men, as far as I know. Is the giant X Men when Wolverine Colossus were yeah, invented, yeah. and that was like how many years? The prior? early eighties, like yeah. yeah, at least over a decade before. So, so, and yeah, and this is I think the X Men cartoon and the Batman cartoon are actually indicative of even right now. Whereas the Batman mm-hmm. thing, we're going to go completely serious, 
not really jokey, and Batman, we're going to treat him as a person who tries to exist in the real world. Mm-hmm. The Marvel one is just going for fun, adventure, ridiculousness, mm-hmm. really going to play in a lot of comic book archetypes here. And it's like, very oh, colorful. Very colorful. And that's what happened. Like, look at Dark Knight versus Avengers. Yeah. Avengers wants to be the fun movie everyone goes to see. Mm-hmm. Look at the crazy superpowers. Look at all the wild stuff happening. Whereas Batman is, this is a thing that's going to be an actual movie. Like, when we actually go back about, let's talk about art. <laughs> People will talk about Dark Knight. They won't talk about Avengers. Yeah. But just like when you talk about, what are some of the best classy fucking cartoons? I think, my, even when I was a kid watching these, I loved the Batman one. I watched X-Men a lot. But he, I liked Batman a lot more. Yeah, yeah. But it was just... I felt that X-Men, it felt too comic booky, where it was yeah. like there was just so much stuff in it that seemed so loyal to the source material, where it was oh, like, yeah. she are Empire and all yeah. this stuff, and I'm like, I well, don't get And they had shit. to deal with Wolverine's <laughs> loss of memory, like his background, like one of the earliest storylines I remember was Sabretooth shows up and beats up Wolverine, and Wolverine's I like, that. I can't stay here, I gotta go to Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> Sabretooth and him fight there, and it was a cool fight, but then eventually I realized like, yeah, Wolverine can never stab him. Like right. he can never. You can never have Wolverine's claws actually cut any non-robot. Well, well it's the Ninja Turtles. Like, I know he can't it, do anything. Right. I know well, well, it was around the a, same time. It set in the reality set in for the Ninja Turtles for me as well. Why that makes Batman's them? lame code of honor pretty great for animated. Yeah, TV it does. Shows, doesn't it? Well, uh, he can just throw just throw a battering in someone's hand. They go, "Ow, my hand!" And my they hand, hold it. You, like, you disarmed me. <laughs> or you throw <laughs> you throw gas pellets. Though, like I, I said about the Super Friends, where you couldn't punch anybody in any cartoon. In Batman, Fox was like, "No, nah, punch. He can punch yeah, dudes. Punch." Mm-hmm. They though they did have a rule. I remember reading in a in a behind the scenes thing that like. Mm. The rule with female villains or female characters, if they were hit, they couldn't hit them in the face. And if they fell, they could not, Cunch. like, no, they couldn't clearly fall on their boobs or their butt. And, like, they had to shoot around it. It was very... There's some, uh, maybe it was Entertainment Weekly, but there was some image that, like, perfectly summarized all the things they were told they couldn't do. Mm. It's like, you can't show kids in danger... You can't break glass or throw people through glass. Uh-huh. You can't shoot people. You can't have like fishnet stockings. Or so. There was like a weird, like a lot of specific things. And somebody made an image that was like a header image for like an article. <laughs> and it was like literally, it was like a fishnet stocking girl holding a baby while they fly through a plane of glass. Something like that. It was like <laughs> here's funny. here's all the things you can't do in the show. But they got around. They got around it really well. They like, got around it. I think now that I think about it, that really informs what makes those straight to DVD things so special is that they're not subject to those kind of rules. Yep. I remember when they killed Robin's parents in the, in the flashback, like, they did in such a great, like, understated, minimalist yeah, way of just, yeah. the, 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 his parents are, were flying uh, trapeze artists. Yep. And you see the trapeze thing go back and forth and back and forth in spotlight. And then when it swings mm-hmm. back one time, it's, it's broken and empty. And, like, you know, they fell to their deaths. But it's that's so it. good. And yeah. it's like, even now I remember that. And it's, it's, like... it's striking images like that. Well, I remember X-Men just being, everybody's so shiny. Well, yeah, it's very <laughs> bright. It's like there's no lighting at all. There's no mood. It's just like, God, well, they even garish like, col- comic book colors. Well, they even like colored most people's clothes like they were made of latex and well, were reflecting it, it's lights. It's also like... super like 90s color palette in the worst way where like yeah. it's just neon everywhere yeah but um, I mean there were cool moments no like it is the, it was still a fun show to watch they didn't and, have well Jubilee technically was like the kid on the show and if yeah, you and yeah. if you knew the comics like when they started bringing in they did that whole week that was the Phoenix Saga they yeah. did the fuck yeah. is Jubilee a mutant she's still Where? around She's gonna be in the new X Men Girls series. If I that ever, if that ever happens, it'll, it'll start this month. But uh, 
But also, yeah, they, and they had like Rogue and Gambit's relationship growing yeah. that was in the comics too. I feel like Rogue mm. is what uh, activated my uh, my hormones. Oh, I, like, I, I, Harley I, Quinn. Yeah, Harley Quinn also which, which be, <laughs> being invented for the show again. Which too, it was like, what do I jerk off with today before my parents get home on their couch? Uh, MTV's The Grind because they're at Club La Vila. Uh, and spring break or Batman the Animated Series because Harley Quinn is on and then she's not on 4.30 flip over to the grind and <laughs> she's not on Harley Quinn I don't but, know but like what you it can't is. pause the TV so how but, are you going to jerk off like nope uh, that's well, going to like you gotta, really got to work on that and then, you know, uh, yeah. then it's during an Arby's ad and that's why uh, you love uh, barbecues. <laughs> so well, anyway I was imagining a big Montana down there jump, jump ahead a couple of years and you get uh <laughs> After X-Men. When the X-Men show started, I was like, where's the Spider-Man show? Spider-Man! If I can point that out in doing a little bit of research, Spider-Man was always the first thing to launch a series of Marvel things, so that he wasn't the launcher. A Spider-Man animated series was in the hopper for a long time. It just took them a while, like, because I remember, I don't know if Brett remembers this, but, like, in... In 93 or 94, at least one Spider-Man comic came with a fake cell of Spider-Man the Animated Series. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I forget which issue it was, but I remember that. And the, But the, the show kept getting delayed, and I believe it was partially to do with the movie not never coming together. Like, they... We're thinking it was going to launch right after the movie, and then the movie mm-hmm. just never happened. And That's right. That also explains why, like, there's no origin episode for Spider-Man, because they thought, well, everyone's seen the movie. They know Spider-Man's origin, so why animate it? Like, yeah, that movie took so long. Yeah, and finally, 2002 was when we got it. And there's a hero in all of us. I, play, I use the Muppet Babies theme a lot in hero the show. Hero in all of us. Uh, the a closing theme in particular, and that... The arrow hitting it. Uh-huh. It's Marvel animation, and at the time oh, there was yeah. no Marvel animation yeah. <laughs> at all. It's this weirdly animated, like really Spider-Man, shiny, like, this, Spider-Man. like like he looks like he's in the white Fantastic Four suit. Yeah, he's like a very like like almost menacing look mm-hmm. to him as he like hovers over that logo, and I was just like, man, what a cool looking character. Yeah. But uh, so the last twenty seconds of the Spider-Man song are just spider blood, spider blood, spider blood. Radioactive spider blood, spider blood, spider blood, radioactive spider blood. And then, shredding guitar. I'm miming a guitar, you should see it, it's really good. And then I waited. You waited a long time to see Venom. I waited what felt like 900 years to see an episode with Venom in it. And by the time they did it, I didn't care anymore. How long did it take, though? I don't even know. It was like in the second or third year of the series. Which as a 15 or 16 year old, you're like... And I'll be three, I'll be driving by then. Over a period of three I'll be driving weeks, to they, my girlfriend's house. Thank you very much. They did the whole uh, they did the whole symbiote storyline over three episodes. Yeah, right? which I did get the DVD for that. But the show also not like, very good. It wasn't yeah. very well animated. They they there were as the series went on, they tried writing. They had a really neat serialized story but Ugh. like the animation was never there. the animation was like, pretty poor and like all these they weird recycled com- shots all yeah. the time and all these compromised things like punisher can't use any real guns so it's Laser like why guns, did you even yeah. put the punisher in this show well carnage too carnage yeah. can't do anything carnage that- is a mass murderer that's yeah, his like, character. Yeah, like that's the character um but also like yeah just yeah, I forgot I was going to say. But it was great. The animation but was great. Oh, the whole like the whole second or third season is just one story. The ne- yeah. neogenic nightmare. Mm. And I would wait like 
Oh, what what episode is it? Hope it's not one of the thirteen parts of Neogenic Nightmare Part Six. Fuck. Yeah, well, then season two was Sins of the Father. That was that story. Oh yeah. yeah. They also, but as it went on, they got really ambitious. Where like this is the Secret Wars storyline yeah, where they fight the Beyonder and Spider Man teams up with like Silver right, Sable and, uh, and Captain America. Silver Sable. I don't think I ever watched that. And then, uh, and then the end of the series had a very silly episode. It was a series of episodes where Spider Man from multiple universes teamed up to beat an evil Spider Man in one universe. Uh-huh. Uh, and then when Spider Man saved the day. Then Madam Web, who had basically turned into the magic character of the show, yes, Madam Web. You, you guys were she teleport. Wait, she teleports him to our universe so Spider Man can meet Stan Lee and swing around with him. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had a little in joke because Madam Web is voiced by Stan Lee's wife. Oh, then wife. Uh, so is that married to a young tard? I, I think no. I think he's still with the same old his house. Point. His house is amazing, by the way. No, it's Stanley's house. Yeah, it's just full of crap. She I love my dick. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> so I forgot to mention this before the '90s X-Men. There was the very famous failed the Bride of the X-Men. Bride of the X-Men, which has a different intro song, and it's amazing. I remember this version too. Jesus. And this is. Sound like saliva? (laughs) What are they It's a pretty cool intro, though. It's awesome. And it's also, you can tell, they handed that VHS to Konami and they're like. All right, guys, this is a game. Make it yeah, out of this. So that so. 90s X-Men, that like, beat-em-up is the same look here. And that's what's weird is brown costume Wolverine, yeah. like, yes. like punk-looking okay. Storm with their stomach showing, Colossus. Oh, Dazzler. Daz- Dazzler being in it at all. And also Cyclops' is old like head-to-toe bl- uh, blue, blue with yellow boots. That's why I prefer the brown Wolverine suit. Two years later, wow. Jim Lee reinvents all the characters. Wolverine's back in his yellow outfit. Cyclops has the what we all know now is the iconic Cyclops look. Mm-hmm. With um, all his pouches. With all the pouches mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, Jean Grey was a part of the team again. Yeah, Jean Grey's back. So it was, uh, yeah. How did they like, explain? I, how, how did she come back in that point? Oh, uh, well, you, uh, you want pro- the long story? No, yes. forget it. Forget All right, it. when she died. Okay, Got real quick. <laughs> when the Phoenix thought, originally the oh, Phoenix never was mind. written I to remember. have taken over I her body. I but don't. Okay. Originally the Phoenix was written to have taken over her body mm-hmm. and that they melded and then she died when they had to kill the Phoenix to pay the price for yep. all the uh, for the world she burned to death. A very cool story. Then... A couple of years later, like, well, no, we need, we want Jean Grey back, but she has to be innocent of those crimes. She can't, she can't come back and have committed that stuff, even mm-hmm. under mind control. So then they say, no, uh, the when the X Men crashed the Blackbird and she popped up again as Phoenix with the Phoenix power, that was the Phoenix creating a body of Jean yeah. based on Jean, and the real Jean was put in a cocoon in the Hudson Bay the entire time. <sighs> that was you, discovered <laughs> by the Fantastic Four. An extra fun, an extra interesting note about that: that plot development was written by Kurt Busiek, the guy who wrote Marvels and a ton of other comic books. Mm-hmm. But written by him when he was a fan, he wrote a fan letter to Marvel and like, crap, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jean Grey was in a cocoon in the Hudson. So why, the why but yeah, the, think of this idiot. <laughs> but the Pride of the X Men, I had read that they Marvel paid for that themselves as a pilot to be like. Hey, make this as a regular 80s cartoon show like G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. And because Marvel paid for it, they 
X. They paid extra for it to look great. Like it looks better than any it's, any it's, show that was on. It's a great time. opening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the whole the animation yeah. on the whole thing is way. It's a step above yeah. Transformers than He Man. That's true. The whole a step episode. below Ducktales. Let's just point that out. Maybe so, but it was very well animated. I think it was just them saying like, oh, "Doesn't this look good? You want to pay to make sixty four more episodes, right?" Right. Can I ask one question of, of Marvel Animation mm-hmm. before we move on? I only saw the um, pilot of the Silver Surfer show. They it's good. Actually, bring that into it a show. It was awesome. It's, it a whole, it's all yeah. on Netflix. It was awesome. I know. I've never seen it. I've never it's seen really good. It. It's, uh, it was very thinky and sci-fi. It, it which, goes. It goes. Let's just say full Silver Surfer almost immediately. But well, you, which bores children. Yeah, but. it was not a good show for like a ten year old to go. That's why I love Silver Surfer. But as like a twelve, I think I was like maybe thirteen mm-hmm. or fourteen by the time it showed up. And I was like, I already like Silver Surfer. I'd read those early comics, and mm-hmm. the early those early Silver Surfer comics are just him flying around, spouting philosophy. What else the, does he do? That's always what I thought he was. Well, like, the, when he they, picks ticks off Galactus. Yeah. Whenever <laughs> the thing with Silver Surfer is, he's like Superman, where like he can do kind of anything. So like he's so powerful. It's not about right. it's not about the villains he's going to fight. Right. So he's it's about he, introspection. It's about right. introspection. So the interesting. But why would a kid like him aside from well, the surfboard? Well, originally <laughs> at, when he was originally written, it wasn't it wasn't for kids. Uh, it, it was it was a lot of stoners. It was very him. stonery. It really was. <laughs> like oh man, he's in space and like stuff. Well, but but the whole his whole series begins with him trapped on Earth, and it's like what happens when you take a guy who can who has the unlimited reach of all space and time, mm. not so much time, but the universe. As his backyard, and now Galactus's punishment confines him only to Earth, and it's just this being who's basically like omnipotent, almost to a point. Yeah, power cosmic makes him pretty much like powerful, extremely like, powerful, and able to do basically magic at a certain level. But then he's just like, I just want to help, and he's like, mm-hmm. No, here's an Earth that. How would we actually react if there was this crazy flying silver thing? Every country <laughs> would lose its shit, shoot rockets at it, blame the other countries for inventing it. <laughs> And lose their minds, and no one would believe it for a second. They would have mistrustful, horrible people, and that's what the comic was, was him going like, I don't understand, why are you people so crazy? And that was a fun story to tell, and that's what the cartoon tries to get at a little bit, but it's more him just going around space trying to be this naive, like, I just want to help, and it turns out, oh, the universe is full of dicks, and they're all going to take advantage of you. And as a cartoon, that's why it's it's also weird, like, Galactus is all CG, but Silver Surfer is... Animated, it weird. It just looks trippy and weird, and that's why yeah. it's fun. Anyway, speaking of people in space, right after Batman, mm-hmm. we got Superman, which I still love this intro. It's so Superman. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, oh, this music's so good. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, you and know, this was the perfect counterpart to the, ba- to the Batman show. It's yeah. all in the daytime. It's Superman doing crazy shit, saving planes, ripping robot dinosaur that's heads off. That's a very good point. Breaking yeah. shit in half. It's like the exact opposite end of the spectrum, and that's mm-hmm. why it works so well. And that's why I love this just as much as that show. It's yeah. not. It doesn't mean as much in the grand scheme of things, but if you want to go about capturing a character, that's what this mm-hmm. did. And this intro summarizes it so well. Well, it was made so, yeah, the Warner animation got a good start on everybody else's show, but then they're like... They Warner started their own channel, the WB, yep. and so they oh, wanted man. their own kids' Saturday morning show. They took away everything that was They on. took everything from everybody else. Animaniacs, Batman. Hysteria? His, no, they... Well, Hysteria was the them. plum. Well, no, the Hysteria was part... Like, the government <laughs> said, you need more educational stuff. Fine, here's Hysteria, where... It was good. Yeah, but it was... It wasn't bad, but... 
It was just them making a slightly more historically accurate Animaniacs, mm-hmm. but it was still just like here's Maurice LaMarche doing his Bob Hope character. Like <laughs> this time, Bob Hope. But this time, Bob Hope is um, Charlemagne or something. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to burn his empire down. Don't have a Bob. Don't have a Bob. <laughs> do the best I could. Well, do Bob. Do Bob Hope is dating like Boomhauer? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn his build down. Burn his build. Do you, do you Gold's Bob Hope? I don't know his Bob Hope. Didn't you used to be my khaki? <laughs> khaki. Didn't you used to be my caddy? Ow! Ha <laughs> <laughs> You're still like talking through your teeth for some reason. Uh, like you did that back in the um, day. Okay, so, the Superman okay. show. Superman cartoon. I have so many more. You don't even they, Okay, don't the even Superman know. show created so many. Like, they, they made Brainiac pretty much what Brainiac is in yeah. the series. Like, they... Their concept of Brainiac is just he's a program that destroy, collects all the information on the world and then destroys it. Yeah, he's the and ultimate yeah. archivist. That show yeah. also explained to me why Lex Luthor was a good villain. Yes. Because before uh, then, I didn't give a shit. I was yeah. like, I hate that guy. Well, because before he was just, I'm a mad scientist. I hate you, Superman. And it's like, I'm a rich guy, and I, I'm actually pretty evil, but you're not going to prove it. Yeah, but, later, yeah, but again, yeah. the same thing the Batman cartoon did, it took a slight step down and humanized the villains. Yeah. yeah. Um, so even Lex Luthor, you see him in moments just being Lex Luthor. Yes. Where he's like, I am trying to run a business. There are parts of me that are totally legit. Mm-hmm. I don't like this alien in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> no. This all-powerful alien is here. Don't, aren't you guys scared, too? Like, yeah, come right. on. I am the apex of humanity. He overshadows yeah. me. I also and like that's it. a very cool bit, uh, basis for a villain. Same yeah. with uh, Metallo, who is Metallo, Malcolm who McDowell. Malcolm McDowell, love it. And he love gets it. cancer, and then he's then he's like they save his life by turning him into a robot. But then he's like, I can't taste anything. Yeah. I don't. I'm just a robot. <laughs> uh, that's that's very, very Twilight Zone. Yes, that's I love that. Lex Luthor wished he could. Uh, that's one of my favorite episodes of that whole show. <laughs> it's it's. Malcolm McDowell doing his voice in Metallo, which is awesome, which is a great voice, and then it's him in this a human being turned into a robot, and he's just like he's just like a whole scene of him realizing he can't feel, taste, smell. He, he just exists, mm-hmm. and it drives him insane, and that's really cool. Yeah. Submitted for your approval, the yeah. story of Metallo, <laughs> well, a man it, given the gift of immortality, but at what cost? And then as the series <laughs> went, as the series after button. the after the first season, then <laughs> they started making new Batman shows. Why am I and stepping on paper? Hmm? They were making new Batman shows, and then Batman came into it, and then actually by the uh, by the end of the series. They were starting to grow the DC universe. Like they introduced yeah. the Flash and Green Lantern, Lobo in, and Lobo. Like it was available for DLC purchase from Injustice this week, hey. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> or whenever the sorry, space, reach out for sp- sponsorships. Space David Lee Roth. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, you bad stitches! I'm gonna frag you to Fragtown. Uh, and then uh, classic some, somewhere in there, maybe just before, was this amazing piece of work. <laughs> oh Jesus. Wild thing. Hang on. It's really good. We gotta. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Fight everything. (laughs) Done with complete sincerity. Uh, I have one loaded up in there over Winamp. Hang on. That swamp thing. I think I love you. I think I. Hey, here we go. 
Oh, I love Swamp Thing so much. Oh, Fighting for our rights while, uh, like, like, like Road Warrior cast rejects fight in skiff, like, like hover boats, shooting cartoon rockets at each other. Uh, you are amazed. God, it's it's amazing. And just how did they not? Did they get sued or did they get permission? That seems like legal parody. Parody law. I mean, that's just the tune. Like they got Weird Al's lawyer on this one. So. Yeah. <laughs> God, really into Swamp Thing at the time? I love Swamp Thing. I never got I, into Swamp Thing. I didn't. Not, not the comic. It, I don't know. It was just, but I got into Swamp Thing later when I read Alan Moore stuff. Someday but, I want to do a whole documentary. Before he was just gross. Like he's what? A gross superhero fights in swamps. Who cares? Uh, but then the thing some, about There was some kind of local pride, though, that that was shot in my home state. Seriously. Well, the, I, or the, the, the live, the live action, action Swamp Thing. Hey, look how great the Mad Swamps look. Yeah, I know. Stop it! It was every. I want to do a whole Stop documentary. It. The movies that came out of Florida. It was filmed period. at Universal Studios. Well, well, we did with an, Problem Child Two, and it shows. Well, we did uh, an Illinois episode. So mm, I can talk about Pensacola. Florida, but, don't want to romanticize Florida. Then people might. might I heard uh, on a sitcom recently. I heard a line about Tampa, which was nobody goes to Tampa. Tampa's a town you end up. Yeah. I went yeah. there for a wedding, and Bush Gardens explains it all was uh, filmed in Orlando. Yep. I'm just saying. Well, all that Nickelodeon stuff. Some of it, yeah, yeah. A lot of it. Double there. A lot of it. So then, '96, as I mentioned earlier, was. <laughs> I love this opening, man. <laughs> Iron Man opening, just him beating think, a hammer. I, this was the second season opening. The first season is like much more subdued. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the armor like shoots up as ghosts, and he's like wailing guitar, and all these iron presses and biceps pulling levers, and he's just like intently soldering shit. And if you're a comic and cartoon fan, though, I always recommend the guys selling these animation cells kind of treat them like shit and let them go really cheap. And I think their yeah. art, I think their little pieces of art memorabilia, buy them up when you go to cons. Uh, but yeah. So I remember on that, that show... That was all about his modular armor, which was yeah. in Iron Man, I think, 300, where he's on the cover, and that this cartoon was like, this is Pretty the armor. Yeah, they, I remember those. It was the, very much a Batman approach, where he'll have an armor for literally every scenario, and I have... Uh, I have which is basically the Iron Man I know you're movie. impressed, Henry, but... <laughs> I owned, we have to continue I with some the show. of them. I mean, imagine all of them. I know. Uh, because they were three for ten when KBs went out of business. <laughs> so for two years, I was a horrible predator and just would like lurk and wait for the boxes to open and just nope right. uh, so I remember only thing I remember the Iron Man if I could show, just interrupt one more time alright that's all I wanted to do on the Iron Man show he would open his briefcase and the suit would come out and then he'd step into it and George it was the same episode it was the same animation every time because it was CG animation yeah, it was like it was oh, expensive they have to use it every episode to yep. make it worth it yep. but, uh, I did not know the show existed until right now. Really? it was a syndicated show same with a few others that it was, sure we're going to talk about it was not a particularly great cartoon it was just like it it happened like i was i, I was, remember watching it as like it was on yeah. alternative saturday mornings on up well for me it was like it was on every day it was on like tuesdays was on and wednesday it was on like tuesdays and thursdays or something huh. and like i don't know it was just some, something clicked where the toys were being clearanced i was mm. watching the cartoon and like i'd always so like i'd mentioned earlier sort of liked iron man but th- whatever reason this show and seeing all the different armors that made me actually go read about the character 
Because much mm. like Captain America, I thought he was kind of like oh, the hokey weirdo. Who cares? And then when I got a certain book and I read it, and I was just like, man, I get it now. I get why he's an interesting character. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Thor. Absolutely ridiculous character. Mm-hmm. Why would I ever read these comics? And then I found the story. Because yeah, he's strong and fights dragons. But then it was like I found the one story that made me go, that is actually awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spiral. Everybody go check it out. Thor, Spiral that leads into whatever comes after that. Ragnarok? Ragnarok's after that even. But like Odin's, gods and men. Like yeah. it, Start with Spiral. It's imagining Thor if he like actually was like... No, you humans are completely nuts. I'm here to protect you from yourselves. And everyone going like, whoa, 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 we don't need all that. And uh, Thor just basically asserting his will over the rest of the world. It's Did it's you, very uh, cool. Uh, are we going to talk about the tick? Well, uh, just mm-hmm. a second. Uh, first, uh, part of that power hour with, uh, Fanta- with Iron Man was the Fantastic Four cartoon. Uh, yeah. This was the opening theme song for the first season. That was so bad they changed it. The animation second is really good. The we'll animation is ca- crazy. <laughs> it is great. It's really good. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh. Oh. And the visuals. Just here we go. God damn. It's so disco. It's un. Oh, the transformation into thing though is awesome. Fantastic Four. <laughs> Johnny is the human torch. Thing just loves to fight. <laughs> thing does machine. Yes, basically. Same guy who composed the Mr. Show music. Uh, (laughs) The the music, yeah, that was awful. But the animation on in the actual episodes wasn't very good. No, it was bad. So Uh, then the season two opening, it's it's much more subdued. It's uh, yeah, it's it's very like whoa, less interesting, I'd say. Uh, Hang on, hang on. Here we go. It's I still like it because this is much more like Fantastic or. Uh, Superman, Batman, it's yeah. all orchestrated. They changed the animation. So it's much more, uh, I don't know. But, like, the animation is still really good, but it's, like, just showing you Doctor Doom, Galactus, all the things they do, and, like, it's much less ridiculous. Well, that Fantastic Four, the, the first theme song was from, like, it was, it was, it's like they it would have written TGI, it for 83. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, super yeah. 70s. It was not recognizing the cha- the shift that had happened in the world yeah. of animation. <laughs> it's not a great cartoon. Um, it's also, there was a Hulk cartoon, and it's, oh, it's, yeah. its opening is similar. It's just music. Now, that show really got the Hulk, I thought, though. It definitely was, it, they took for inspiration the, the old, the, the Bill Bixby show, where yeah. it was just... It's depressing to be the Hulk, and you yeah. gotta go to town to town, and you gotta figure out some cure. But, yeah. but the Hulk would also punch people. Yeah. Like and there was—I don't think there was a dedicated Ghost Rider cartoon. No, but he appeared. He appeared in the Hulk show, and for whatever reason, that let them launch a Ghost Rider toy line, which <laughs> I freaked I out and I bought all that crap because I was super into Ghost Rider. Uh, Ghost Rider owns—he's great. Jumping, just jump, like jump, motorcycle. Jumping S, Henry. Yeah, all right, am I, am I right? Jumping S all day. Jumping S all Jumping day. Jumping S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, let's see. Let's move ahead just a bit. Here's one most people will remember. A little cooler, if I may. 
A little more modern. Ah, uh, yes. No, what is this? I don't know. It's still a really cool show. What is Chris it? Ben, Chris Benoit's theme song. Oh, oh, nice. It's the Nine Inch Nails Power Hour. <laughs> is this the ultimate Spider-Man? I uh, love when the dancing girls come in. Yes, it's like, show. yeah, this ain't, your, this ain't your little brother's Batman Beyond. Ah, uh, it was a really cool show. And I kind of, a, I like kind of amazed show. they let him do it too. Yeah, dancing girls. Yeah, you know what I like. WB. It was like an MTV music video. Uh, That's why I like. Yeah, that. it really was. All the grain filter and numbers and. Have That's you heard of the, the internet? Yeah. That's the future, guys. It's not a bad show. It still no, it, it holds great, up. It should have been an awful show. But it, it was actually it, really that's, good. That's pretty apt. It should have been awful, and it wasn't. Because it seemed like it was probably like Warner Brothers pitching to Bruce Tim, like, enough of this regular Batman. What if Batman, like, was in the future? <laughs> he could, like, fly around. Yeah, he would fly around. He had, like, cyber powers, and he fought, like, computer um, <laughs> VR bugs. What about that? Hey, can we work this Carl Jr. sponsorship in here? <laughs> Just saying, it's the restaurant of the future. Well, meanwhile, uh, they actually turned out awesome. Like, yeah. they, even though Terry McGinnis is a cool character, yep. and he yeah, yeah. and his rapport with aging Bruce Wayne, like, is this really show felt neat. more like Spider Man than Batman. Yeah, to me, yeah, because he was like this young guy who had his high school life. Yeah, and he was kind of juggle like his He's regular. Like, oh, my then. girlfriend! But, but right. you get, you get the best Batman. of both worlds. Yeah, yeah really. really that's, what uh, if Spider Man worked for an aged Batman? And yeah. then, uh, and then you jump ahead another decade. Yeah. And then uh, I, I enjoyed the show. I love. I, I I can understand as a fan why you'd be like, why did you do this to the Teen Titans? And uh, what else were they going to do? It's a bizarre choice for a theme song, though. Well, it's Puffy all yummy, yummy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an informed choice. I just don't know how what led them to. Well, the show that. isn't is American anime. It is, a, it is an anime show, but do you think they were trying to sell it on that on that concept too? Well, I definitely think I definitely think that's why they One gave piece it. One piece loving bitches like you. <laughs> I think that is why they gave it an, an, a Japanese opening, just be like, "This is an anime." Like this, it but, really was. Though the characters, it was funny. They would have jokey scenes, but then yeah. they could just hard shift to like, "No, these are these. This is serious moments." That's what I thought. I, I've seen clips of the series, more it's serious good. side of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely really cool moments. Like, like I thought, uh, they, all the stuff with Deathstroke is really cool. Yeah. All the slaves. No, they had to call him slave, slave. but uh, but they even did the whole. It was good. They even did the whole Judas contract storyline, which was is the most famous Teen Titan storyline, where they have a new member of the team named Tara. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it turns out Slade. Well, in the comics, she's sleeping with Slade, but uh, Slade it put her on the team to betray the team so we could kill them all. And say, but then Tara like dies to sacrifice to save the team, and she dies in the show too. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, but Beast Boy is great, and they like the relationship between uh, Robin and Starfire was really cool too. Mm. And it even made me appreciate characters I didn't really care much for before, like Cyborg and Raven. Like, yeah, who, you should. Uh, I know, <laughs> Grim, you don't give a crap about Cyborg and Raven. I only know Justice, who they are through Injustice. Yes. But if you watch the Teen Titans show, you'd you'd grow to like them. And also, Cyborg's but voice. I won't, so I won't. Cyborg's. <laughs> Cyborg's voice in Injustice is his Teen Titans voice as well. Oh, really? Uh huh. That's kind of cool. Um, and they and also then, had cool. Uh, sorry, they also had cool like uh, guest appearance episodes. Like Aqualad was on the show. Kid, oh, yeah. Kid Flash. That does sound cool. <laughs> it was cool. Okay. <laughs> Damn it! You kids don't know what cool is. Um, so later on, when uh, Batman and Superman had been on for a long time, they merged the shows, yeah. mm-hmm. and it became Batman, Batman Superman Adventures, and it got a new opening. 
Well, they just aired in an hour format. Yeah, it's on WB. Uh, but a cool new opening, a new theme song, um, but still done in the same style with like a lot of like pan slow pans and like paintings and uh, you know what? I don't know what's going on with that. Um, you turn the YouTube volume down. Wow, that's super quiet. Uh, but yeah, that's basically what I was going to say. Was that happened? <laughs> they <laughs> had a few crossover episodes. Well, there was there. that whole movie where there they was crossed the, over. There was a movie, but there were also at least two other episodes. One where Rachel Ghoul Ghul tried to implant his, his mind into Superman. Yeah. And then one where, super, where Bruce went missing and Superman had to pose as Batman for a week until they found Bruce. Weird. Where it yeah. turned out it was Brainiac mind-controlling Bruce. Detective, have sex with my daughter. No. Detective, have sex with my daughter. <laughs> make the world's most perfect human. <laughs> Ubu, make them have sex. I really want to go back and watch the Razo Ghoul episodes. Of- yeah, that, uh, that actually that got me to it. read the comic book when yeah. I was a kid. And I forget what it was, but whatever the Razo Ghoul is. Rod- yeah, the, the two parter where he He's, took uh, David. What's that guy's name? Palmer? Oh, yeah. Something David Palmer. I don't know. He played, uh, he played um, in this. Ninja Turtles 2 movie. He was yeah. He was a TGRI dude. Yeah, yeah. Pepperoni heaven. <laughs> um, and then not not long after that, uh, wait, which what were we just talking about? Batman: so, Superman. Yeah. So then later on, we got the whole Justice League cartoon. Yep. Uh, As which an original was... series for Cartoon Network. Oh, wait a second. It just started another one. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. The see that's tricked yeah. other people, and you've laughed at them for that. I didn't laugh. It, it, it freaks me out every time. I didn't I see laugh. Them. At Soundboarding, Brett. Soundboarding. Uh, Chris, you for that. For this folly you have earned. Speaking of great Warner Brothers. Soundboard uh, made me clean out for Chris. Um, <laughs> that was a year ago, wasn't it? <laughs> no. Engage. Great. <laughs> How about. Alright, sorry. We uh, maybe we can put all the sound effects you brought in for Cape Crisis on the board. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. <laughs> it was. Uh, but then, then we got the whole Justice League cartoon, which was... Yeah. So Bruce, Tim, and yeah. the, their, the cartoons, they were done being on regular TV, but then they were able to sell like, just continuing the adventures of Superman. Like, on the Justice League show, the Superman and Batman were the Superman and Batman of the animated yeah, series. Yeah, and that's what was crazy. Though they couldn't get back Tim Daly of Wings fame to be Superman. <laughs> of Wings fame? <laughs> so they... Hedrika, uh, okay, of Christopher Maltesanti's producer fame from Sopranos. Ah, D-Girl, D-Girl. No, well, he's not the D-Girl. Oh, the yeah, D- he was in D-Girl. Oh, no, he wasn't in D-Girl. D-Girl, no, he was. No, wait. He wasn't. Anyway. Let's keep moving. Anyway, yeah, the, the Justice League show brought in all the big seven. Well. I also got Hawkgirl. Uh, the big seven plus Hawkgirl. <laughs> big seven and Hawkgirl. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, John Jones, a.k.a. Marsh Manhunter. Uh, Aquaman. Well, actually, Aquaman was in one of the first episodes, but yeah. he wasn't a regular on the show. But he was bearded. Yeah, and uh, and Hawk Girl, just to have women on the show. That's also why John to have two women on the show, and then the Green Lantern they chose was John Stewart, the mm-hmm. African American Green Lantern, 
Well, I think they really did a good job with They like, made him an interesting character. Because yeah. I, ne- I don't know him from the comics. I only know him from the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I've only seen like three episodes of this show. One of the episodes had something to do with the World War II thing. Yeah. And I think it's... <laughs> is it Superman that compliments him? There's a thing where the future, they go back in time, right? No, no. They, yeah, yeah they're, they're with the Justice Society. They're Justice yeah. Society. And basically, like, they get in a fight and they win. And then uh, old racist Superman goes to the... Greenlander guy goes, nice job out there. You're a credit to your people. Yep. Wow. Oh, really? That, yeah. Well, it was just in the way of like, your grandpa would say that as a compliment. No, I know, but, like, yeah. but I'm yeah. just saying that a show with that on that network at that time. Because this was Cartoon Network by now. Yeah. yeah no, it, was, they, it was still primetime. Like, yeah, it, it, it was like Saturday nights, primetime. Tsunami. And yeah. some of those episodes, some season was an hour. Like they had an hour. Well, yeah, so in the first, uh, they did 52 episodes of regular Justice League. And. The storylines came, they were either two-parters or three-parters. They, they only did one single episode, which uh, was a Christmas episode. Oh, wait. It was close. <laughs> and it was three Christmas stories. Remember that, Remember that in December. Okay. One of the coolest episode. one was where uh, <laughs> it was Marsha Manhunter and John Jones go to Smallville, and he teaches... Marsha Manhunter learns about Christmas in Smallville. It was I don't know, it was yeah, cute. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice hackneyed way to get a Christmas episode. Yeah, but they had big, big stories like the distro- like the Brainiac teams up with uh, Darkseid, or Vandal Savage goes back in time and supplants Hitler, and he runs Germany during World War II and takes over the world. It's and, a it's a really cool show. Like it, yeah. it, it's easy to dismiss because it came. Ten years after Batman the Animated Series, or it was no. I watched the first episode on Henry's recommendation on Netflix recently. It was great. I mean, this yeah. is this is one of those cases where like I'm a huge Marvel fanboy, but I will never deny for a second DC's cartoons are 100 percent better yeah, across the board in every way. Like they're just they they got it early on. They had a cohesive vision, and it's like Avengers gets all this credit for like oh they did in this movie isn't that crazy? It's no less crazy. It well it's a little less crazy. But it's less expensive. It's, it's less expensive, but still, the fact that they were able to create in 1992 an animated universe that was able to persist yeah. for yeah, there you go. when did they well, finally I, put the stamp on it? 2008, I'd say 2007 yeah, or eight. That's was, pretty damn good. Yeah. Wait, and they, it was they closed the Justice League Unlimited, the final episode uh-huh. of that. Justice League Unlimited, Henry. That had a yeah. whole different opening. Yes. And as soon as this, there we go. And it was like totally balls to the wall. Uh, Guitars. Bum, and- bum, bum. So yeah. The- oh so the- man, this this takes I love me back. That. So the way I, I every see- Saturday, man. Well, I'm the- curious why why they rebrand the, the show. different. Okay, so the Justice League regular show. Uh, it had the seven core characters, though they'd kind of cycle between them. They wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It'd be. It wouldn't be every storyline. They'd have all seven in the st- in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would make room for more characters. Like, they started to grow the DC universe. Like, they're like, here's Aquaman. Here's Etrigan the Demon. Here's, uh, and here's the, here's all the Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. They have big stuff like that. But then, Unlimited, they thought was their last seri- series. They're like, we're probably never going to get to do another regular oh, yeah. TV series. <laughs> they did that thing. <clears throat> Didn't they do this at the beginning of every episode? The silhouettes would show up. It was like the MVC2 victory screen when yeah. it would go, that was amazing. And you would <laughs> see all the art go by. And yeah. it was the silhouettes of who was going to be in that episode. Yeah, it? yeah, it was. Ah! Well, and they just, but they, so they had everyone on that show. They're like, yeah. 
Well, why can't we have the entire Justice Society? Green Arrow, red, Wildcat. Why can't we have Red Tornado in an episode? You can! Yeah. Black Canary, Zatanna, at, at full magic Zatanna. Like, yeah. all this stuff. It was really awesome. And, and well, um, they really wanted to close out the universe with it. Well, and then the final, like, the one of their best storylines was, like, Lex Luthor is running for president, and he starts Project Cadmus, which the government is trying to stop the Justice League the because they see them, they see the... Thanks, Mike. Topical. Good. They, <laughs> the government sees the Justice League as an army of heroes that could take over the world. And, like, so the American government's fighting Superman. Mm-hmm. And Amanda Waller is like the big heavy of the whole season, played by Cheech Pounder yes. of oh, the yeah. Shield. Beck. Forgot Beck. about that. Beck yeah. She's C-C-H awesome. Pounder? Yeah, Cheech C-C-H Pounder. Pounder. Yeah, yeah. She's, I forgot she was in there. You're fired. Yeah. You're fired. She, she was perfect for Amanda Waller. Like, yeah, she I got lupus, but I won't let you take the Justice League down. <laughs> Sanctimonious prick. <laughs> I, uh, man, <laughs> man, I need to really watch the Shield again. Shield's great. I remember, Chris, one of my favorite <laughs> Shield jokes you ever did was being Vic, who's like, gotta make this money or my kids are gonna get more autistic. <laughs> 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 but yeah, the, piece of sh- uh, and then they had what they thought was the they planned is the final episode called Epilogue, what, yes. where it was that it it goes farther in the future than ever, like fifteen years after the end of Batman Beyond, mm-hmm. where Terry McGinnis has grown up and Amanda Waller's in it, and it tells this it like brings it all together, the entire DC universe. Yeah, it was really cool. But then they got renewed for thirteen more episodes, which they uh. did not expect, and. And, like, as the show kept going, they kept pushing themselves to be like, let's do a crazier thing. Like, and my favorite bit was in the last episode where, like, I had been a fan for the longest time and people would make fun of Superman mm-hmm. on the message board. Like, Superman's a pussy. Like, from the first, in the original Superman show. Oh, this is really cool. It, this is really Superman cool. was kind of weak compared mm-hmm. to comic book Superman. Like, to yeah. catch a plane, he's like, I got this, but this is a strain. And as the show went on, he got more powerful, but he still could get beat up by a lot of characters. He didn't seem strong enough to be Superman. So then the last episode, Darkseid shows up, who pretty much kicked Superman's butt every time they fought before. Mm-hmm. But this time, Darkseid's like, well, Superman, you can't even stop me. And, so, and then Superman punches him harder than he ever has before. Darkseid, like, falls on his face. And like, what? And then Superman goes like, I live in a world of cardboard. I can't even let go for a second or I might kill somebody with my powers. But you can take it, can't you? So now it's time to really let loose. And he just, wow! It was it was so it's, cool to see Superman yeah. like wow. really, like yeah. really punch the people as hard as he could. Yeah, like the world of cardboard bit. Like that whole last episode, I remember watching it and I, I hadn't watched the show in like six months and I was like, eh, I might be done with this show. And I was like, oh wow, this is the last one. Yeah. And then it was like, what? And then that has that same episode is the one with, they're all trying to fight Darkseid and everyone yeah. just cuts loose. And you get to see everyone at their peak. Because uh-huh, they knew the, they were animating their last yeah, one. Yeah, so it was, that's also where I was like, I've mentioned it before, was what made me really love The Flash was the bit about him circling the planet. Yeah, because Flash never ran all that fast yeah, in the show same either. thing. It yeah. was like, so he's supposed to be in Speed of Light. What the hell? Why is the cartoon version so weak? And he does this bit where he's like fighting Darkseid and, and does this thing where he runs around the entire planet and they animate it from his point of view. Mm-hmm. And it goes by so wow. fast where you just see like Ocean Land Trees, Mountain, Darkseid's face. Ocean Mountain, the Trees, dark, Darkseid's face. And he's using the momentum of him running around the entire planet in less than one second. 
to punch Darkseid in the face, and he does it like 19 <laughs> times. Which is still for injustice. If you want to see that yeah. several hundred times, injustice uh, is yeah, the Well, that's where they got it. <laughs> yes. So, uh, as a cartoon, when you're not expecting that, it was like, whoa! And then yeah. Superman says that, and you're just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So that... <laughs> wow, canceled! Yeah. Well, that's when, that's a good it kind of cancel. It got a go long run. You know? That's a good cancel. When, they, all, when you know you're done, to go all out in the last... True. And last all 80 episodes are on Netflix right now. Yeah, like it's, it's... I've been a, going through it all. I will hardly be the one to, to demand people go watch things because also, I know what it feels like to be told to invest yourselves in quiet. You just never watch anything. There was such a bad. What have you told me to watch that I haven't Rest by development. now? Well, not now. By okay, now, wait. I've watched it all. There was such a badass scene. To, like, the villains got to be big villains on the show, too. One of my favorite scenes. Like, so, in the last season... Gorilla Grodd has started. Gorilla yes. Grodd. You know, is he the, an injustice? Tell me he's an injustice. I don't think so. God, what a missed opportunity. But they make him the big heavy of the second season at the start. Literally. He's like, I've, he's like, I've started the Legion of Supervillains. You can be part of the team, Lex, but you answer to me. And Lex is like kowtowing to him the whole time, but angrily. And then finally... Lex is like proves himself, and Grodd trusts him for like a second, and and Lex tricks him into going into an airlock and shoots him into the space out in space and kills him, <laughs> like murders him on screen, and he's like, yeah, I'm Lex Luthor, I'm in charge, I'm not, I'm not second in command on the Legion of Supervillains. Really Moving along very quickly, suffice to we say, must. all the DC stuff is great. Uh, there was Henry. Do you remember this one? No, never mind. No, it just no. it said <laughs> Avengers. So. Uh, there was an Avengers cartoon. I remember it being bad. It's not great. So this is like 99. But this was when I was getting too old to like yeah. it anyway. The, Same when there was this sensational Spider-Man cartoon. So this is like 99 or 2000. So it's got horrible, horrible renditions of Hawkeye. Well, the costumes are garbage. They're horrible. Should we leave these cartoons to a younger podcast? Just be more nostalgic about it. Well, maybe somebody listens to this. I don't know. <laughs> Scarlet Witch. God, that costume's terrible. Uh, the one thing I did love was Vision, uh, where he does his intangibility thing, where uh, there's two trucks driving down the highway, and one of them is good and one of them is bad, basically. Math problem. And, he <laughs> and it's just a profile, and it happens really quick. It's just Vision, intangible, truck drives through, hardens. He's now solid as a rock. Other truck passes, just crashes right into him, and he just completely bends around him. And it's like, Ugh. and it happens so fast. You're like, wait, what the, what just happened? Uh, and then finally, Henry, I was told to ask, could you get, could you guess? Wait. There we go. Oh, Chicago! I know. Savage, Savage Dragon. Is this the one USA season of Savage Dragon? Let's see the rest of it. Eric Larson, Savage Dragon. Why do I know that? Find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. I cut it together. Oh, <laughs> the dragon. It never says Savage Dragon in it. Press stop. Uh, <laughs> Press stop. Ordinary. Uh, how do I use computers? Uh, this is really complicated. I just put, it seems odd to me that there <laughs> haven't been more superhero comics from anybody but DC or, or superhero cartoons from anybody but DC Image or Marvel. Image got a chance in the like in '92. Image that Spawn cartoon was just weird. So, yeah. HBO. Well, so '92 like though. nothing was hotter than Image. Image got bigger like. 
it, it like it supernova and then it very quickly like yeah. went back down again and, and now it only crashed. makes the best selling comic book and now they're big again thanks to Walking Dead which <laughs> is it's a crazy trip Image has been on but and they're making that Fable game Telltale it's that's true well but no Fable's a DC book but anyway oh, sorry I'll go kill uh, myself thank <laughs> thank you uh, <laughs> all right but anyway yeah there there were a few like like God so they were so big that they could then sell cartoons to mm-hmm. some channels some were more successful than others but it took like three to f- three mm-hmm. or four years before they finally got shows on the air and so that's why in about 95 96 you had a very short-lived spawn show on mm-hmm. hbo that was like two six episode seasons it's great though <laughs> i really enjoy it it's it was interesting to see somebody try to do a mature do cartoon an back then, cartoon yeah. and it it has its problems no one ever remembers the cartoon that launched with it i always like asking Nope. Uh, Spicy City, the Spicy. sexual HBO. Oh, I remember. I remember <laughs> oh, there was City. also the mask. But yeah, so the mask. Got, not, not, I, think I, meant, I meant the, the max. max. I meant the max. The God, max. that was cool. That there was, was a cool. Yeah, and it, it didn't but make it, any sense, but it was fucking. The max cool. got to be successful because it it aimed very low. Like they, yeah, that's the show true. was actually animated very poorly, but you never noticed it. I think or you barely rarely yeah. moved. He's, they rarely he sat moved. still a lot. They basically redrew the cartoons a lot, and then. Uh, well, and then there was also the wild. The Wildcats got a whole season of a show oh, on they CBS. Did. Yeah. Okay, we really need to move. And Henry, 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 this is just for you. Oh, I love the tick so much. I love the tick. God, so good. <laughs> All right, but yeah. And it had the th- uh, thing about it I love about the tick is it was like proto Venture Brothers. Like yeah. they would make observations like they make on the Venture Brothers. We're like. Where where they get all those zeppelins? <laughs> like that. Yeah, like just that accidental uh, chair face, t- chair face, tying to trying to carve his name into the moon. He got almost there. Cha. And it kept, stayed there the it's whole the, time. The it entire series. The- well, also the episode when he, there was a Galactus like character where mm-hmm. Tick lived on him Rode and he around on a golf cart. <laughs> yeah, just pulling things out. Was like. Thank you. It's hard to be this big. <laughs> and you can well, tell I'm just la- so hungry. And you can tell how late it is because it's like you get the cha in the face and then there's the huge bite out of the moon. So if yes. it's late season, there's cha and the huge bite out of the moon. <laughs> Speak. Uh, and say, they also had, they had to tone it down a bit later, but the character, like, they introduced that Punisher guy who just shows up and, like, shoots all of a wall. He's like, I'm just so angry. <laughs> So he had good. emotional problems. It went over to Comedy Central, and I really wish. Well, they just replayed it. But when that Comedy happened, I, like I was watching it way more than I was at ten o'clock on a Saturday yes. as someone who was nearing their twenties. The Tick really was for grown-ups. It yeah, and like I was right. hoping they'd like take that and like yes, make the show for who it's intended for me. Mm. Did you ever watch happened. the live-action one? Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's not mm-hmm. bad. It's great. I, I cannot believe how much it costs. I can't it's, believe they did it, period. Yeah. yeah. Seeing him walk happen? around in that outfit is like, did uh, you? That Brock Samson is walking around in, I think it was a $3 million tick costume with moving antennae. It's just like, how yeah. do you get him wow. in the suit and be like, cancel, shit, 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 no, 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 no. no. <laughs> this will not work. But <laughs> we got, bring that up with like the Seinfeld curse. The si- everybody was on Seinfeld gets their shows canceled. Like, the tick, the tick had nothing to do with the Seinfeld curse. <laughs> <laughs> But we probably we probably got to go. But if it wasn't for that, he wouldn't be the voice of Brock Samson. Uh, And it's worth it. Who's in Poker Night Two? Yeah, (laughs) they could hire him, but they couldn't hire Bruce Campbell to be Ash. Come on, who wants to see Ash if he's not Bruce Campbell? No one. 
No one. Yeah. Literally zero people. Yep, none at all. Boo. Boo. Thanks for making something good and, and trying. thanks you for fail. listening to this episode of Laser Time. Laser hey. Time. You can find out more at LaserTimePodcast.com. I'm going to plug VGMPart.com, video game music podcast. CapeCrisis.com. It's a comic book podcast. I agree, man. Laser Time, you can go there. You can find other shows like Video Game Apocalypse, our video game show, and Sheep Podcast, our wrestling show, and a couple of intermittent articles whenever we get the chance. We're working on that. I'm tired. Let's move. Got to edit.